Welcome back to the couch, everybody. Today we have a gigantic episode for you all. We start off with myself, Zwick, and Butsy talking Week 18 NFL playoff scenarios, all that good stuff. Some betting in there for you. Then Zwick and Butsy go into their college football predictions, followed by Max and myself talking some Lakers struggles. We talk OKC's success, and then we kind of ramble on a little bit um, about just the NBA in general. So if you want to skip that part and skip to the end, feel free. And then Butsy and Letty finish us off with some NBA All-Star talk. Hope you enjoy. All right, I'm here with Zwick and Butsy. We're going to talk some NFL. Fellas, we've made it. We've made it through preseason. We've we gave our predictions. We went through all the divisions. We've watched 17 weeks of football. We're here in week 18. How does everyone feel? Do, do you feel like different people? Yeah, it is it's slowly slipping away from us, and it's it's uh, making me sad a little bit. I think it's, it's a mixture thing. though. It's it's gonna it's be a, a cold, cold February. It's gonna be a really yeah. cold February. Yeah, sure. I think it's a mixture of sadness, but also excitement because. The playoffs are going to be awesome. I have no idea what's going to happen other than I think the Ravens and the Niners are going to smoke everyone. But, I mean, other than those two teams, I'm excited to see how everything plays out. Although this week, week 18, not the most exciting. We have a bunch of games that don't matter, but also a bunch of games that matter for the division. So let's start it off. We'll go with the game of the week. Bills, Dolphins, time to make our official picks. We did a mini preview on the last pod, Butsy. I'll start with you, man. Official pick. Breakdown. It's the Bills. It's the Bills. And let me tell you why. I think Miami has too many injuries on their defense. I think Bradley Chubb going out uh, last week with, what was it, an ACL? Right, Swick? He tore his ACL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, on top of everything, Xavier Howard's out too. This Bills offense, especially the ground game, has been clicking. The Miami D line is 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 completely banged up. So is their secondary. Besides uh, Jalen Ramsey, I think the Bills are going to be able to do whatever they want to do offensively. If they keep running the ball this effectively, I in Miami starts committing to the run. Like I said uh, on the episode before, you have still have Stephon Diggs, you still have Gabe Davis, you still have Kincaid, you still have an incredible amount of weapons that can make plays. So I'm going with the Bills. I think Miami's too banged up. I think the Bills are too good offensively right now. And they're playing really well, too. You know, I think their defense started stepping up. Uh, I know they didn't play great against New England, but they did get they did force three turnovers. If they force one to two turnovers against Miami, that's going to be the difference for me. Uh, I think they'll be able to do that, and I think Miami's going to struggle to stop Buffalo all day. All night, actually, because it's actually a primetime game. It's primetime. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here, Zwick. The Bills have not been playing well, contrary to what Butsy just told you. It took them, I think, six or seven drives to complete a pass against the Patriots. And also, forcing turnovers against Bailey Zappi and the Patriots, pretty easy to do. I don't know. I don't even know if it's forcing turnovers. It's kind of just like catching the ball or like picking up the ball catching off the, the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just coming away with a, a ball that was up in the air. Um the past game's been off for the last two weeks. They could not move the ball against the Patriots. They just were given good field position all game. The Chargers almost beat them with Easton Stick. So I don't think the Bills have been playing well. They got two wins, two good wins against the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Everything in my soul is telling me that this is a letdown spot for the Bills. And Miami just came off of uh, a clobbering from the Ravens where it, it seems like if you've bet for a while that teams who get clobbered, 
everybody thinks they suck, and then the next week they they put up a good performance. I just think Miami's too injured. So I will take Buffalo. Um, what are they? Minus two and a half, but I hate it. I, I'm not gonna bet on it unless all of Miami all of the Miami players miraculously get healthy and and return to defense. Because in that case, I would hammer the Dolphins. I just think they're injured. And uh the Bills are fighting for their playoff lives. So Swick, go ahead. Yeah, so I I mean, I I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I'm looking at the injury report here. Um, obviously Tyreek Hill did not practice today, but I think that's because his house was burning down. So Ooh, bad yeah, terrible story there. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully everything's okay with that. Um, no Xavier Howard at practice, no Raheem Mostert, no Jalen Waddle, and no and A Chain was limited. So that's concerning to me. That is and the Bills have not looked good at all, but the Dolphins haven't really looked that great over the last three weeks. I mean they got clobbered by the Ravens. I'm not going to really hold that against them. Everyone gets clobbered by the Ravens except for the first half Joe Burrow Bengals that one time. But <laughs> Or the Rams. Or the Rams. Or the Rams. And I like I, I it's just it's it's so difficult to pick between these teams because I think if Miami was fully healthy, I would just pick Miami easily, but they're not. And I think that, you know, Diggs has Diggs Savon Diggs has like kind of disappeared. The second half of the season it hasn't had like over a hundred yards in like I think it's like nine weeks now. So I, I'm calling for a big digs game. I think he's gonna return to you know that superstar receiver status this week in a big game. Um one of my plays is digs digs yards because um Eli Apple is on the Dolphins and that I like that. Yeah, that doesn't usually go well for whatever team Eli Apple's playing for. Is Waddle playing in this game? I think that's remained to be seen. He didn't practice today, but I, I have a feeling he'll play. I'm yeah. I'm actually gonna go a little different from you, Zwick. I think Gabe Davis is gonna have a big week. Wow. If Jalen if Jalen Ramsey's matched up on Diggs and Diggs has been in a huge slump, I I think Jalen Ramsey's gonna get the better. Yeah, of that's true. He'll probably shadow. He'll probably shadow. Gabe Davis, who is an absolute unit out there, uh, out wide. Whoa, whoa, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Gabe Davis, absolute <laughs> unit. Size wise. Size wise. Okay. All right. Size wise. All right. Not talent and, and receiving ability wise. Size wise. <laughs> okay. Size wise. All right. Absolute unit, Gabe Davis. All right. Absolute unit, size wise, Gabe okay. Davis. All right. I think we'll take care of Eli Apple. Uh, I think Xavier Howard going down is just, it, it, that, that I think is probably one of the biggest injuries, I think, for the Dolphins. Him not being there gives basically any second option, like a realistic chance of, of having a big game. And Gabe Davis is that second option to Buffalo from the passing game. I don't even think Buffalo is going to still have to rely on the passing game, though. I think their run game is still going to carry them through this week. I really do. They've been running the ball absurdly efficiently. Um, I know. What what was your stat, Jordan, about them not being able to complete a pass? I think it took seven drives to complete a pass against the Patriots. They have. I mean, first off, the Patriots defense is we you know we talk about it every week is really fucking good. So, but why aren't they good? Why are they good? Why aren't the Patriots good? That's so weird. That's so weird. It's like we have literally the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, but regardless, I think Buffalo's still going to rely on the run game of shits on this week. And I think that that's what's going to be the difference. I think Buffalo's going to control clock on the ground and just kind of wear Miami out defensively. I think 
I think Josh Allen is gonna like play like a maniac this weekend. Yeah. And I, and I think he does that every weekend, but I think like he's really he's a sicko. Yeah, he's 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 a sicko. I think he's really gonna play like just balls to the wall, like probably like hurdle someone every few runs, probably you know, just to do something really dumb, but then followed up with like the greatest throw of all time. So <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to see. The most impossible like sidearm across the body yeah. throw. Yeah, it, it, he might just will them to a win because their playoff lives are on the line. All right, we're in agreement there. Next one, AFC South matchup, Colts, Jags. Mm. Jags are minus three and a half. They are in Tennessee. Zwick, what do you think? I hate Jags. I like they they I'm they like like ever since Christian Kirk went down, it feels like they've just like their offense has just lost a step. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence has been banged up, and they I mean they got whomped by the Buccaneers a few weeks ago, like absolutely whomped, and they just haven't looked good. Like I don't remember the last performance from them this year where I was like, holy shit, like the Jags, like look at them. I mean. They played the Ravens somewhat close, but they also had like terrible, terrible turnovers in that game. So I, I'm picking the Jags because I think the Titans are dead. But I also thought the Titans were dead against the Dolphins. So if I had to choose, I'd go Jags here. Obviously, they need this game for the division. But yeah, like, it, it's it feels like a trap, you know? Yeah, the Jags were eight and three through the first eleven games. They're now nine and seven. Which yeah. just tells you they're not hitting their stride at the right time. And and the that one win was over the Panthers last week, who are the worst team in football. I think if I was forced to bet this game, I think I would take Tennessee because of the three and a half. I think, yeah, I think I probably would too, actually. I think you Tennessee is frisky. Yeah. And especially at home. I'm I'm not picking them to win, but if I if I was in a scenario where someone told me I had to put money on this game, I would have to take Tennessee. I just have no faith in Jacksonville, like you said. Trevor Lawrence has been banged up. He is playing, or he's questionable right now, but I, I would think he's going to play with uh, the playoff implications. Butsy, what's your read on this? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Zwick talked about the Titans being dead, and then they, you know, had the game against Miami where Will Levis kind of looked like a superhero. He looked like a superhero for the second half. I also don't think Miami's defense is that good right now. I mean, we talk about all the injuries. You know, they had, granted, they had a few more guys going into that game, but they've been banged up all year defensively. And Miami kind of, like, gave them that game, right? You talk about, like, a muff punt. You talk about a few miscues uh, that that put Tennessee in great field position to score and kind of come back. Miami was up 14, and I think everybody kind of was tucking that game away until, until the miscues from uh, Miami to give, basically, Tennessee the game. I think Tennessee is dead. I think they got when they got spanked last week. Rabel went up on the uh, on the podium and said, "Losing like fucking it fucking sucks." I think those were his exact words. I think that they're just in an absolutely horrible place. I don't think Will Levis is playing this week. I think it's going to be Tannehill. This offense is in complete disarray. The only way that the Titans win this game is because Tannehill and D Hop go for like two TDs and two hundred yards each. I don't know. I. I think they they could they, win it with defense. The Jaguars they, are not good, but they're like the run. Their yeah. offense as a whole isn't good right now. Their run game. Derrick Henry has been subpar at most. I mean, they he could has, still win like thirteen to ten. 
I guess I guess they could, but I have a really hard time believing Jacksonville is like when they're in a must-win game that they don't find a way to win in Tennessee be, just because of how bad Tennessee. I agree. Is. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's a talent mismatch, so I'm not fighting you there, but I I don't think there's any scenario where they where Ryan Tannehill goes for <laughs> whatever a big game. Surely not. Right. Has, right. A, has a career game. As Surely not. As a starter. Surely in no way. <laughs> No, all yeah. right, guys. If you're listening, please bet on Ryan Tannehill because we are, we just we fucked up. Yeah, we actually just jinxed it. He's gonna go for 400. Okay, Saints Falcons, another divisional implication game. So whoever wins this game needs the Buccaneers to lose to the Panthers, and if that happens, if the Buccaneers lose, then the winner of this game will get in. I have a future on the Falcons, Butsy. Um, told me he cashed out mid podcast like a I'm couple a weeks ago. Scumbag. Total scumbag. Didn't even Total tell me that was happening. So I need this scenario to happen. Or well, I don't need it, but I would love if this scenario happened. They play at the same time, so they're not gonna know like mid-game, obviously, if if they have no chance to make the playoffs. The Falcons are plus three. This game is in New Orleans. Butsy, where are we going? Ooh, I I like the Saints. And I like the Saints to win because I think the Caesar Superdome is a very tough place to play. A lot of teams have gone in there and and you know been riding offensive highs and have struggled desperately. Uh, the Saints' offense and defense—I mean, they they just tend to play well at home. I think that the Falcons' offense is is I mean atrocious. I mean, we saw what Desmond Ritter did, not Desmond Ritter, um, Taylor Heineke did last week in a snowy. Uh, Chicago game. I mean, he had like three or four turnover, three or four picks. He looked awful. I'm assuming he's going to be the starter again this week. The Saints defense is is still solid. Like we've said since the beginning of the season, they're they're not bad. They're pretty good. And all that's all you have to be to beat the uh, Falcons, in my opinion, is a pretty good defense. And the Saints play well at home. Like I said, I think Kamara has a big game. You know, it's a must win game for both teams, but you know, you put them in a put them on a non in a neutral field. I still like the Saints. I think the home gives you that three point edge, but I think the uh, New Orleans Saints will take care of business against the Falcons. Swick, mm. I disagree. I'm rolling with Atlanta. I think that surely Arthur Smith, and you know, in a must win game, will give his best players the ball, right? Surely. So I'm I'm kind of banking on that. I think Bijan Robinson could have a massive game. I think that. He's still the best running back out of this draft class. Obviously, Gibbs has been amazing, but I'm still not giving up on Bijan being just how explosive he is and just how, you know, almost a generational talent, you could say. But I I don't know. I just I think that I like the Falcons. I I just hate the Saints. Like they just yeah, they they have the poor coaching. Derek Carr has been so unimpressive. Like Olave tends to disappear at times and their offense goes stale and it's just, it feels predictable. It's like incomplete pass, Camara, check down. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, they, they just, they don't have like any juice. Like, they don't have any playmakers, which is weird because they have guys like Chris Olave and Alvin Camara and like Rashid Shahid, but it just doesn't feel like they're ever like really showing out. So yeah. I like, I like the Falcons. I think that. The, the Falcons' second half of the season, their defense has really stepped up. So I'm rolling with Atlanta in, I guess that's an upset. So upset alert. Yeah, I actually like the Falcons. I may be putting even more money on this and doubling down on the Falcons. Mm. 
I like the talent of the Falcons. Like Zwick said, I hate the Saints roster. Like Derek Carr, so bad, not good. Um, obviously, Falcons quarterback situation is much much better, but they do have, I think, better overall talent. They certainly have uh, a pretty good O line, and I think both these defenses are right around similar. But I like Atlanta's a little better. It's also just one of the worst coaching matchups of all time like these guys yeah, stink yeah it's bad. It's <laughs> this is a bad. pillow fight <laughs> this is as much of a pillow fight as you're gonna see in the nfl all year it's gonna be ugly i won't be surprised if this ends you know 20 to 13 or something or like something ugly like 20 to 6 i don't know i just think it's gonna be gross i think the falcons win it and hopefully the panthers take care of business against the buccaneers and put the falcons in the into the playoffs that would be fun that would be fun next game what am i missing oh bucks panthers good transition jordan except you didn't know what you're talking about um buccaneers are minus four and a half at the panthers but see can the panthers get their third no no oh. no, no no they can't i don't know if you want <laughs> i to think they can swick why don't you give me why they can because i i think everyone understands why they can't i i i I you don't, don't know. I don't actually. <laughs> vibes. I mean, vibes. yeah, vibes. Yeah, well, yeah. Also, I also Bryce Young had his best game of his career against Packers, so maybe he can build off that. I don't think he's that. Hor- I mean, he also put up zero points last week against the Jaguars. Yeah, so it was ugly. There's that, and it looked really bad. So there's that. But listen, the Bucks could not have played worse last week against the Saints at home. They were one of the hottest teams. You know, Baker Mayfield coming off a perfect passer rating in Green Bay. They come home, they play the Saints. Really, really big game. Could kind of put away the division, and they absolutely squander it against the Saints. And now they go to Carolina, who, who has been bad all year. Like, there, I don't know if there's if the word bounce-back scenario applies to Carolina. I don't think it does, but I'm pretty sure it can apply to the Bucks here. They, I, I don't really like the spread, but do I think the Bucks find a way to win this game for the division? Yes, against the worst team in the NFL, I do. I, I, I don't think they, they, their offense looked atrocious last week. Uh, Mayfield and Evans were not on the same page for the first half, and they got it going just a little too little too late. So I'm going to take the Bucks here. I, I really do think they just, they just take care of business and win the division from here. Zwick, just vibes. Yeah, just vibes. I, I, I really like Bryce Young and I think I that he's too, gotten though. yeah he's gotten a bad rap because his team has done him no favors and he's shown like elite flashes like like putting the ball in places that only a handful of guys in the league can put the ball. I'm very excited for him next year. Obviously this year hasn't gone so well and their their future is in question because they don't have a first round pick, so that kind of sucks. But and they're David Tepper. Did you guys see David Tepper? Yeah, $1,000. Threw a beer at some Jaguars fans. So that's a good look for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure I'd want to be a Panthers fan. But, yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the Bucks pretty easily handled this. I, I do have, for the listeners and for you guys, I have $50 on Rashad White under 1,000 yards rushing this season. And he's currently wow. at 915. Oh, so I'm so I'm a little nervous. A little nervous. That's to watch. Yeah, that's, 
that's not great to be honest with you. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and it's 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 just about the worst mashup I could ask for in week 18. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping my 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 Panthers can clutch up for me and hold Rashad White to under under 85 rushing yards. It'd be big time. Yeah, I'm uh I'm going with the Bucks here, I think pretty easily. Panthers have their owner throwing shit at fans. They just got shut out by the Jaguars 26 to nothing. They are and have been the worst team in the NFL for the entirety of this year. Bryce Young may have gotten a bad rap, but they have no O-line. They have no weapons, and they have just a complete lack of talent on defense. (laughs) There's not a lot other than Bryce Young that you can be hopeful for if you're a Panthers fan. And I don't even know if I'm excited to watch next season because it's not like a one-season, one-off-season fix. I think this is a... This is a long project. They're going to be bad for, I think, probably the next two seasons, at least until you start to see some improvement. So I got the Buccaneers here. I don't like the Buccaneers, but they are scrappy. They do have way more talent. They just lost to the Saints, who, I mean, obviously none of us like. Uh, they lost 23 to 13, but, I, I mean, they need this to get in the playoffs. It matters a lot more for them than it does for the Panthers. Not that the Panthers won't try, but the Buccaneers have that little extra edge. So give me... The Buccaneers, fellas, that is going to do it for our NFL preview. None of the other games seem to matter. I guess we can throw this in here. Wait. We should talk um, Packers, Bears. Oh, you're right. I missed that. Okay. Let's go Packers, Bears. Bears are at Lambeau. Packers are minus three. Budsy, does Eberflus get this done? Listen, he's got the guys playing well right now. He does. He really does have the guys playing well right now. Uh, he is confirmed to be coming back next season right now. Woo! Um, Let's go. So my future, I'm just going to roll it over into next year. I mean, yep. I'm just going to keep betting it. I'm just going to yes. keep betting it until it comes true. Um, But listen, if there was ever a time for the Bears to beat the Packers in Lambeau. Oh, it's so going to happen. I feel like it's so going to happen. It's so right now. And uh, I was listening to part of my take the other day, and Big Cat was comparing this year's Bears to last year's Saints. Which, or sorry, last year's Lions, uh, which I yeah. guess kind of yeah. they started playing well late at the end of the season, had some hype around them late. Fine. I think the Lions were a little better than the Bears. Lions way were better. better. They were way better. Yeah, they were better. But they were, you know, were still eliminated from the playoffs and then went and played a meaningless game at Lambeau and ruined it for Aaron Rodgers in his final game in a Packers uniform. I think the Bears can do it again. Like, I think the Bears can do it this year. I think they can absolutely go to Lambeau been playing really well. Justin Fields has kind of found his rhythm with DJ Moore. Um, you know, they're they're uh, uh who is the receiver? Was it Darnell Mooney? I mean, they're they were a cradle catch away from you know having this game for to be in the playoffs. Like yeah. that's 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 the reality of the situation. They've been playing very well second half of the season. I like the Bears in they're gonna be they're gonna be very good next year because they're gonna have Caleb Williams on their team. <laughs> no, they're not. No, yes, they're not. they are. You heard the chance. Have you heard the chance? Keep Justin Fields. We love Fields. Those chance. The chance don't mean shit. <sighs> his play, his play might mean shit. I mean, he's been I, I, looking yeah. a lot better. I, it's like they need to spend money elsewhere. Caleb Williams will be cheaper. And better. I agree. No, I, I think they should definitely make the move. They're going to have to pay Fields, and I don't think he's shown enough that you would keep him over Fields or May. I think, I think Fields could sneaky, low-key be an Atlanta Falcon next year. That would be awesome. I would love that. That would be I think that would be cool too. 
Bijan yeah. Fields backfield. So do you have the Bears wick? I do have the Bears. I think that they'll play spoiler. I know I like it's just something about like I don't know. I, I it's it is a hundred percent vibes pick <laughs> for me because the Packers are so like so cons- inconsistent. I mean, we saw them just barely sneak out a win over Carolina. We saw them beat Kansas City. We saw them, you know, just play, you know, kind of down to their competition or up to their competition. So it's very inconsistent. I like the Bears. Justin Fields has been playing very well, and I, I will give him credit. And the Bears defense has, you know, soared over this last, the last second half of the season. So I'll take Chicago. I think the I think they'll win. I think they're like arguably a better team, like more talented, which sounds weird to say just because of the record difference. But the Packers defense has been terrible like this last few weeks. I mean, like Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator is getting like thrown under the bus everywhere. I mean, the the defense looks bad. The offense has been just okay. I think Justin Fields could have like a massive 100 yard rushing game, 200 yards passing like, so we'll see. I like Chicago, though. We're in agreement as much as it disappoints me because I like the Packers, Packers all year. I, I was on and off the Packers. I mean, we know how that went. But this is, I mean, this is for the Packers to get in the playoffs, but I just, I don't like their inconsistency, like you said, Zwick. And the Bears have kind of been rolling, like, I guess. They've if been you, rolling. If you want they to call it rolling. I mean, it, it's not like they're beating awesome teams. They beat the Cardinals and the Falcons in the last two weeks. They beat the Lions, Lions two weeks before, but they, they lost to the Browns. In should, I do, too, should we do a max thing and run through their entire schedule and see who they have and haven't beaten like we haven't watched football all season? My favorite <laughs> thing to do. Shout out we max. don't have to. I mean, I, I got it up right No, here, we can right? do yeah, it. No, 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 we definitely don't have to. We don't, <laughs> no, but we, don't we, could. we could. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I have the capability of doing that. But yeah, I don't I don't know if like rolling is the word that I want to use, but they have been playing a lot better. Fields specifically has been playing a lot better. Jordan Love did just come off of a huge game, three touchdowns, I think close to 300 yards, maybe like 260 or something. Yeah, he I, great. I mean, it's in Lambo. It's oh man. To get just, in the playoffs. <laughs> give me the Packers. Give I just think the, the Bears are so motivated. Like, Why it, the Packers have to be way more motivated? Because I, I they, think Packers I mean, this in Lambo. Hate the Jordan, Packers. This is like the biggest rivalry in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's literally why I just switched my pick to the Packers because be I remembered sorry. playing in Lambo in the biggest my, rivalry. My in Chicago NFL. Bears get it done. Also, Jake Browning takes the field for the last time this weekend. <laughs> I'm very excited. It was it was really fun. Um, that's all I have to say. Before That's we get out of here, Buttsy, yeah, I was you know, you know, we have a big game this weekend. Yeah, we have a huge game. I was just gonna bring it up. You know, I was gonna bring it up if you didn't. Um, I have zero faith we're gonna lose this game. Like, I have <laughs> this is a hammer, every, hammer the I mean, pads. This, this is like I have never felt better about a game in my entire life just because I know we're gonna get fucked by it. I mean, I think the Patriots win this game commandingly. I also Pats, think the, Pats the money under, wins a lot. The Pats just take the Pats in the under. And just and just not even watch the game. Don't put it on. It's going to be disgusting. But they're going to do it again, Jordan. And they're they're going to continue to just just fist us until we can't be fisted anymore. And wow. it just it agonizes me just every week because I legitimately thought for a minute we were going to beat the Bills last week. This is this will also be a snow game. Oh, wow. the total in, is thirty. 
and a half. Oh, take the under. <laughs> under Vegas. So yeah, I think Vegas I think Pat's money line in the under is an absolute lock. I don't know. First off, what is don't it, lose seven nothing games. Pats. They don't lose snow games. That's just a fact. Any any inclement weather game besides when we lost six nothing to the uh, Chargers at home, the Patriots win. Number two, uh, the Patriots never lose to the Jets. So just take the Patriots. Never. I guess that yeah. I guess they I guess never. eighteen in a row is eighteen in a row. Not enough <laughs> evidence for you. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's pretty good. I think I'm with you. I think Belichick possibly coaching for his job or coaching for a new job next year. I think he's trying to win this. And I mean, the Jets stink. The Patriots defense is super legit. I think they win this in the snow. Like you said, the only thing I could see is maybe I've, I mean, I've seen, we've seen some reports coming out now that the Patriots might bring him back, but take away some of his GM duties. And if that's the case, if Belichick, like maybe there was a conversation and that's confirmed between Belichick and Kraft. It's that if that's the case, maybe Belichick is fine losing this game and like purposely throws it. I I just don't see him doing it. So I think that's here. I think he's such a fucked up human being that whether if he knew it was his last game as a Patriot, or whether he knew he was going to coach the Patriots for another two years, he's just so messed up mentally that he will never ever purposely throw a game, especially against the New York Jets. Like, that yeah. is a game that he will just show up for every single time without fail and find a just disgusting way to win. <laughs> so like, what's the score of this game? This this is Patriots 12, Jets 9. So we just kicked okay. four field goals. That sounds... sounds yeah, like all that. field goals. No touchdowns. I, this is one... We had an all-time punt record earlier in the season. I think it was Giants-Jets. This could be up... This could, this could rival it. Yeah, oh yeah. Like that. Although I, I'm still I I'm still I'm, I'm I'm a game away from saying build around Zappy. I'm a game away. Oh, game this away. is you're not a game away. You've been saying it. I've been saying I'm a game away <laughs> it was and I get first quarter game. of the Steelers game. That yeah. that's all it took. I was just listen, I need I just want excitement, man. I just You didn't watch you didn't watch about. last week if you want to build around Zappy. No, I was yeah. bad. real bad. Not real real bad. All right. We are going to wrap it here, folks. We hope you enjoy the upcoming football this weekend we have a, a a pretty big pod so stay tuned for college and nba i'm here now with alex zwickow our nfl nerd slash nfl expert to preview the national championship the college football playoff championship the last one uh zwick i don't know if you know this this is the first college championship um the college football playoff championship that is that does not feature an sec team in the final did you know that I did see that. That is, that is pretty wild. Um, it's, I mean, no Georgia or Bama. Feels like insane. It feels insane to not have Georgia or Bama in one of the teams in this championship. I saw something the other day, and it said, in a hypothetical, if Michigan were to play Georgia tomorrow, the odds would be Georgia minus two. Yeah, that's insane. I. You see that? I have a hard time disagreeing with that because I think Georgia is probably still one of the best teams. But, you know, record-wise, committee-wise, they're not here for a reason. Correct. Correct. But all of that is going to be solved next year when the committee goes to a 12-team playoff instead of the 14-team playoff. But let's focus on the big game here, Zwick. We got Michigan versus Washington, uh, two teams who have completely different identities, Zwick. Mm-hmm. 
Like we I have mean, Michigan who relies on their defense and a run game. And we have Washington who is flashy, you know, airs it out, a Dunze, Penix, you know, high flying, very exciting offense. So why don't you give us a little, uh, little uh, insight into your brain about what you're thinking about this game so far. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be an amazing game. Um, I like the Huskies. I said that already on the TikTok. I I like Washington. I do not think that the the Michigan offense, if the Washington offense gets going and is firing how it was last week and against Oregon both times this year, it it's going to be hard to keep up with for the Wolverines because they like to play ahead. They like to, you know, have a team have to drop back 40, 50 times a game and let their pass rush work. But they can't do that if they're if they're, you know, can't can't keep up with the scoring. And I think this Washington offense can score on anyone. And I don't think JJ McCarthy's arm is going to be able to keep up. So I agree. And then I also disagree with some of it. So what I agree with is that if this game is a shootout, Washington wins easily. Mm -hmm. There's no shot Michigan can keep up. I don't trust JJ McCarthy, but Washington also hasn't played Michigan's D line yet. They have not played Michigan's front seven. Right, who generated Correct. five sacks against Alabama's O line, which I think uh, uh, Fowler said on the on the broadcast that Alabama's O line on average is heavier than the average NFL O line. Yeah, that's nuts. Which is insane. That's but not Michigan, fair. Michigan was able to get home five times in the first half, only once in the second half. But that's due to a different, completely different game plan by Saban, who did a great job in the second half. But Texas, right against Washington, how many things? How many sacks did they have against Washington? Swick, do you know? Uh, I do not know off the top of my head. They had zero. Yeah, I was gonna say it was probably very few. They had zero. They had zero sacks. Penix had zero turnovers, and Texas was unable to get home. They were so bad at getting to Michael Penix that they weren't even able to generate a holding call on Washington's offensive line. Washington's O line did not have one penalty or one holding penalty against Texas's D line. If, I if find, they I just find it very hard to believe that Washington's O-line is going to be able to do that against Michigan's front seven. It's going to be a battle in the trenches. Um, but if they give Penix time, he's going to find an open guy. And it's going to be right on the money. Of course it is. Of course it is. Because he's like it has been all year. Right. Because he's he's a great quarterback and he's his draft stock is you know climbing by the day. But I'm going to give you some keys that I think Michigan has to do well if they want to win this game. J.J. McCarthy is going to have to be better than how he was against Alabama. Okay, I know he had. We said it on the show the other day. He had a good stat line, good box score, but he missed a lot of receivers. He missed a lot of easy throws, uh, a few crossing routes behind, uh, an overthrow on an out route, and they have to give the ball to Blake Corum. Okay, Blake Corum yeah. is the best running back in the country. He is one of the best players in the country. Who I don't know why every year he doesn't get Heisman considerations because it feels like every week he's scoring two touchdowns. Probably because he plays in the Big Ten. It is what it is, but. It feels like every week Blake Corm is scoring two touchdowns and Michigan in the first half against Alabama, they didn't give it to him once in their first possession, which I thought was nuts, which was crazy to me. And then later in the first half, they started giving it to him and they found a rhythm on offense through Blake Corm. So Corm, give the ball to Blake Corm. They need to control the clock. Don't turn the ball over. And I think they win this game. I, It is extremely hard to argue with that. I mean, if they do that, I think that there's no doubt they'll win. But I just I don't know I like Washington's been like been the team all year like I I I picked against them in the Pac-12 championship 
and I looked like a fool after that. So I, I just too, yeah, that was bad. That was a bad pick by us. I mean, I they've they've just given us you know they've proven us wrong and wrong again and again and again why they they deserve to be here and they should be here and you know obviously they are here, but that that Michigan run game is too good and the D line is too good. But I'm sticking with my guns. I'm going with the Huskies. I like the points. I like the money line. I like it all. I don't think McCarthy is built for this moment. And this I think Penix be, is. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I don't think it's going to come down to J.J. McCarthy versus Penix. Yeah. I think this game, if Michigan is going to want to win this game, and I very much think, I think they will. I really do think they will. It's going to have to be an ugly game, right? It's going to have to be an ugly win. It's going to have to be a low score, 21 win. It's And they're going to have to find a way to keep Penix in check. And the only way to keep him in check is by getting at him, right? You're going to have to bring all the stunt packages like they did against Alabama, where they, they, you know, cross over the, the interior D lineman. Um, that, that worked about five times in the first half yeah. against Alabama. And you have to keep Penix in the pocket and you have to get, and you have to get to him. Uh, if you give them all day to throw, you're you're fucked. You're gonna lose the game in a big way. So, and I think they can, right? I I really think they can. I also think that this is the team of destiny for Michigan, right? They've been in the football. They've been in the playoff three years in a row now. They have yet to win a game, and then now they beat Alabama in one of the greatest games in college football history, and now they are one game away from Jim Jim Harbaugh's national championship that he's been after for a very long time that he promised to bring home and. I think Michigan does it, Swick. I think they do. I I, I think they're a better team. I think they're. I think I think team. I I think that they are a better team, but I don't think the better team always wins. It's true. That's very true. Because I think if we're going true, off, it's it's very true in college too. Yeah, and but I just I don't. It's it's very hard for me to pick against Washington after their performance last week. I mean. Penix was unbelievable. Roma Dunze was unguardable. He was just running free all afternoon. Jalen Polk was running free all night. I mean, it was like it was it was almost unguardable. I mean, they could not stop it at all. And obviously, this is two very different defenses we're talking about with Texas and Michigan. But if Penix plays like that again, I have no doubt in my mind they're gonna win. I think one thing that makes me like Michigan a little bit too is their downfield coverage against Alabama was second and none yeah right like i we you know you brought it up brought the fact that they don't have the same weapons that they usually have for alabama like this is quote like a down year for them yeah. skill position wise which may be true they have a great running back but besides that the receivers aren't up to snuff which is fair but still michigan's coverage down the field every time Milro took a shot it was covered very well one-on-one coverage was very very good uh by the michigan dbs and i don't know man i i really like this michigan defense and it's gonna be it's at you know what this is actually gonna be an ultimate battle of does defense win championships? That's true. That's a very good point, and I think it does. But I don't. I don't. I. I, I like. I'm, I'm so torn. I'm very torn because like I like I, like my my gut is telling me Washington now because I I, yeah. I just think like why would they stop now? You know. Right, and there's there's that part of me that actually thinks Washington's gonna win. And then, like, I write out my my preview on this game and all my game notes, and I can just go, like, Michigan doesn't answer for this. Michigan doesn't answer for this. Michigan doesn't answer for this. Like, I can go down the list, and Michigan just has an advantage pretty much everywhere. Um, so I I don't know. 
I I'm I'm really struggling to to get a feel in this game. But I think Michigan's gonna do it. If I had to take like gun to my head, I'm gonna pick Michigan. And you're mm. Washington. Right. I'm going with the Huskies. I'm not switching right. up. You want to do a little little friendly wager? A little friendly mm. wager for the listeners. Keep it interesting. Wager. I'm there. I'm there. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. $5,000. Okay. Well, well, let's let's be realistic here. I don't have that kind of money yet. Because, uh, because Taylor Swift, because. Yeah. Maybe, like yeah. That. Maybe soon. Maybe Taylor Swift. If will... Taylor Swift breaks up with Travis Kelsey or Travis Kelsey, vice versa, within the next uh, three days, I'll take you up on that bet. I'm there. How about 30 rack? <laughs> Case of beer. <laughs> All right. Case All of right. beer. All, All right. right, we'll throw we'll throw thirty rack on it. Virtual handshake, virtual handshake. They case a beer bet. Uh, I have Michigan. Zwick has Washington. This might be the biggest the biggest stakes that we've seen on this podcast ever. Yeah, I mean, talk about fucking stakes, listeners. Tune in. Who's gonna be getting a thirty rack of probably the shittiest beer ever? It's true. I mean, we're college kids, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's we're not kids. We're legal drinking age adults, obviously. Um, but yeah. That's 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 that. Those are the stakes. That's the game. Um, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be one for the ages. Uh, one thing before we go, uh, Kirk Herbstreit. Did you see what he said about the Rose Bowl the other day? I did not. Kirk Herbstreit, uh, went out and said that the Rose Bowl this year was so good, and this is why, like, we love college football. That the Rose Bowl should be the national championship every year. Hmm, I kind of like that. I don't. I don't see I why kinda, not. I kind of like that. I mean, yeah, why not? It's I mean, it's easily the most iconic of the bowls. Right? I mean Yeah. There's nothing like it. The Coliseum. Biggest, biggest stadium, right? The best it's, stadium. Right. Best stadium, the sunset. I mean, all of it. Where is the it? only, the only issue might be the sunset. If they're gonna want to get the sunset, it's gonna have to be at like Yeah, that's yeah, that at like two issue. o'clock but, oh my god. Monday. But, oh my god, imagine that. I mean, so, I, I think that it's so iconic that it does make sense, like ideally, to put mm. Rose Bowl as every college football championship because there are some years where the Rose Bowl is just completely obsolete. No, yeah, 100%. And it's like, like Penn State, was it Penn State, Utah a couple years ago? Yeah. It, that game stunk. Yeah. But then Ohio State, Utah was the Jackson classic. Smith and Jigwa game. Was a classic. That was the game where I thought that, I thought that JSN was going to win Heisman next year and then he played like four games. Yeah, but then he's he's been having a yeah. Very now he's cooking. Now he's cooking. Campaign. So ended the Eagles season. He did end the Eagles season single handedly. Um, all right, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's gonna do it for us. Are you you good? You got anything else to say? Um, go Washington. Okay, this listeners eighteen return average subscribers that we have. Shout out RSS dot com. Uh, this took a lot of fucking work to get. Yeah, you think this hurt? <laughs> How <laughs> this many YouTube hurt. videos? Oh my god! At least three YouTube videos. Uh, we had probably about two hours of work on this. So uh, <laughs> the in-person setup is finally complete, though, and we're we're just praying that this sounds good at this point. We have no idea. If so. it doesn't, I'm going to cry. So there's that. <laughs> I'll I'll do some bad things. All this right. might never be heard. This might not be heard, <laughs> but hopefully it is. Um, okay, we are going to be talking about the Lakers' uh, recent struggles. Um. As I believe they've lost four of their last five and nine of their last twelve. Yeah, so they're in they're in some hot water. There's been some weird quotes coming out from t- that I saw on Twitter about you know what the team has to say, especially Ham and Austin Reeves seem like they're kind of having issues. So 
I figured I'd bring Jordan in who truly loves the Lakers. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. It's not an exaggeration <laughs> at all. Um, and I figured I'd bring him in and we can talk some Lakers. So what is like the first thing sticking out to you that they need to fix? Okay, so this is coming off of a loss from the Heat last night. A Jimmy Butlerless Heat squad. They played zone all night. I think the Lakers made four threes, and it was just really hard to watch. So pretty clear they have no shooting. LeBron right now is their best shooter at 39.5% from three, which, by the way, is absurd that LeBron's shooting that well. But for LeBron to be your best shooter, you probably got some issues in terms of um, shooting the ball. So last year, D'Lo was at 41. Reeves was at 40 last year. Reeves has had a down year shooting. He's at 35. Um, But, yeah, shooting is the main issue from last night. But I, I got more. I got more. We can get into later. Yeah, so shooting's the number one thing, obviously. I'm trying to find this Shams report right now because it came out this morning. And it was very interesting what he had to say. Uh, I think he deleted the tweets, actually. But there was 11 hours ago, ago, he said, there's currently a growing disconnect between Darvin Ham and the Lakers locker room stemming from disjointedness around rotation and adjustments per him and Jovan Buha. And then um, I also grabbed a screenshot of one of them thank god because i guess that he deleted it um nope it was the exact same tweet that i just read so no, <laughs> never mind that but i did see austin reeves say something um kind of weird he was saying that it's not so much the disconnect it's more of the vibes are off but the vibes are supposed to be off because they're losing and he kind of was just like we need to play better overall it seems like I there's agree. a little bit of I, a mess i agree with austin um the vibes obviously are off but i do think they just need to play better. Like I don't, I don't think this is a major roster construction issue. If you think back to the preseason, everybody, including us, thought that they crushed all their offseason moves, bringing in new guys. Um, obviously, brought in Gabe Vincent, who hasn't been able to play. I think he's played five games this year, which is pretty unfortunate. But I still like their roster a lot. I just don't think they're performing, and it's kind of weird to see a team with this much talent not have a forty-plus percent three-point shooter. Like I don't know how many, how many contending teams you can think of that don't have somebody on the roster who shoots over 40% from three. Um, The other thing, even last year they weren't a good shooting team. They've never been a good shooting team. But last year they were number one in free throw attempts. This year they're ninth. And they're 13th in makes. That was like their superpower last year was getting to the line with LeBron and AD. LeBron also averaged 29 last year. He's down to 25 right now. So I think everybody across the board just needs to play better. Reeves is obviously having a down year, um, and Reeves was a huge piece of their playoff run. So I don't think there's major moves out there for them. I really think this is an execution issue, and I know Darvin Ham's going to get blamed for it. I agree. I I, um, I also think there's going to be – I do. I disagree slightly, though. I do think there's going to be some movement. I think they're going to make a trade here. LeBron, obviously, this is year 20. Um, you're seeing him play – way more minutes than what he needs to be playing. I think that was a, the main focal point coming into this season was not having LeBron play as many minutes and get as much wear and tear. Um, you see him taking a lot of plays off as well, just defensively. He doesn't play defense, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. Like, he's extremely old. But I was looking at minutes last night. He's averaging in the last five games when they've lost four, he's averaging 35 minutes a game. That's too much. Uh, for the season – He's averaging 22 points, or sorry, for the season, he is averaging, uh, let's see, 34.3 minutes per game. That's too much for him. He needs to dial it down, but they're not good enough for him to dial it down. And to be fair, in December, they had a pretty tough schedule. So if you're looking through their last their last couple of games, 
through December. They lost to New Orleans. They lost to Minnesota. They beat Charlotte. They lost to the Celtics. They beat OKC. Lost to Minnesota again. Chicago, Knicks, and Spurs were all losses. Then they beat the Spurs again. Then they lost to Dallas. Um, and then won against Phoenix, uh, the Pelicans, and Houston. That's a really tough there's not a lot yeah, of games. Yeah, it's a tough off. stretch. Like the heart like Chicago, San Antonio, Charlotte are the three bad ones, but I mean Knicks, Minnesota, OKC, Boston and Pelicans and Miami, those are all very good teams. So I think we see a move here and I actually curated some trades for you Jordan. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any first before I go or I so I have a, a fixes column. My first fix is keep Darvin Ham. I don't think they should fire Darvin Ham. He's going to get all of the blame for this. He probably will get fired. I don't think this is his fault at all. They're just not making shots. And last year, Austin Reeves shot 44% from three in the playoffs. He averaged 17 a night during the playoffs. He's not doing that anymore. You're relying on, like you said, LeBron in year whatever, 1 million, to carry your team. So I just think it's I – don't, I don't know. I think you trade d probably for a really good shooter, and I think Gabe Vincent – um, and Rui need to get healthy. Gabe Vincent can take D'Lo's minutes and hopefully fit in there. So that's those are my quick fixes. What do you got for trades? Well, shout out. Actually, don't shout out Fanspo. Fuck Fanspo, man, because they just deleted all my trades. But um, the the gist of it is my first trade. We'll start with the more obvious one. That's Kyrie going to the Lakers. Obviously, Kyrie is at he's making thirty seven over three or no thirty seven a year for three years. And the Lakers can do this trade by essentially adding it's like Jalen Hood Shafino and Rui Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell all combined would make that trade work. Obviously they can't trade until January fifteenth. They can't trade Russell and Hachimura because they just signed um extensions. Now, this was what we said was probably gonna end up happening when the they signed those extensions. And we noticed that this basically they add up to Kyrie Irving's contract. You can throw in on the Lakers end. They have um, a trade exception through. Oh, God, who the hell is this? Oh, Damian Jones. They also have a Juan Toscano Anderson trade exception. They also have a Patrick Beverly and Thomas Bryant trade exceptions. So they have some exceptions they can use to take on some extra salary if they can't fully match those salaries. Um, So that's my first trade. And the reason. Dallas does this is like they've been playing really well with Kyrie out and injured. They also play really well with him, but I feel like bringing in an international guy like Rui, you know, is someone that is a pretty prototypical guy to play along with Luca, three and D wing who's big and you know has times where he's really good at shooting and times where he can defend really well. I feel like that's a, a solid option. I I feel like this trade happens. Is less likely to happen now, though. Yeah, Dallas, I think, is too good. Yeah, to get rid of Kyrie because it just lowers their ceiling. They they do play well without him. They're the seventh seed right now. They're at twenty and fifteen. Everybody is kind of stacked up after uh, Denver, like the third spot in the West, like four through seven. They're all within a game of each other. So, wouldn't be surprised if Dallas climbs higher than the seventh seed. Obviously, I think they will. And yeah, I just don't see them getting rid of Kyrie. Like. It, we thought when we saw the extensions that they matched up perfectly. I think we also thought that Dallas would be a bit worse. Obviously, they missed the playoffs last year. They're playing too well right now. I don't think they do that. I was extremely low on Dallas, and that's kind of the main – that was like the main issue with that one is, like you said, Dallas is just playing too well right now. It's mostly Luka, but 
I, I don't see them tweaking um, again, like tweaking, you know, what they have right now, just because they are looking really, really solid. The next one, and this one is kind of a reach, but I think there's two main pieces of it that are interesting that uh, maybe make this team say yes. And that is the Lakers calling up the Bulls and taking on Zach Levine, trading D'Angelo Russell and Rui, and um, I believe Hood Shafino would fit in there. It It's to make their contracts work, probably throwing in either Hood Shafino or Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes, someone like that. Um, although those guys both play more than Hood Shafino. My guess is it's Hood Shafino because he makes $3.6 million. Anyways, the main focal point of this trade is that the Lakers would send over their 2029, 2028, or 2030 round one pick, either one of those three. Um, and I think the reason the Bulls would do this is because that pick, if you're looking at it, that is about anywhere from four to uh, six years down the road. That could be something where LeBron has retired uh, Anthony Davis has been traded, and the Lakers suck. Yeah, I, and that I think trade become or that pick becomes extremely valuable. I'd do this in a heartbeat if I was the Lakers, and I know a lot of people are low on Zach Levine. There's no market for him right now either, so that further incentivizes the Bulls to actually make a move. They're getting something for him. Yeah, the Bulls need to trade him, and I I mean, could they get a better package than that? I don't know, but that that pick, like you said, is great. The players aren't great at all. Nobody really wants. D'Lo, I guess, but it's a tradable contract because it's expiring in, what, next year? After next year? So yeah, two years. The The thing with Zach Levine, I don't I don't think Austin Reeves right now is good enough to be your third option, and I know he was last year, and they got to the Western Conference Finals and had a ton of success with him. I think he's a good player. He's just not shooting the ball well enough, and he's not uh, scoring the ball like he was last year. Zach Levine would be, as a third option, a luxury to me. So I don't know what the, the hate is with Zach Levine and why he gets talked down on so much. He's in a terrible situation in Chicago. It's hard to play hard every night when you're in that situation. You're as good as he is. So I would love to see Zach Levine on the Lakers. Do you think it would fit? Yes. I, I, I actually like this trade the most because I think Zach Levine makes the Lakers a lot more interesting. And then I really fear that we see Zach Levine go to a bad team because We've never seen him on a good team. Those Minnesota teams were always really bad, and that Bulls team has been pretty bad. I like my fear is that he goes to a bad team where he thinks he's the guy and just kind of wither wastes away there. We've never really seen any playoff success from him, and I have questions I I want to be answered by him. And I think if you go there, obviously LeBron and AD are the guys there. Yeah, I think he is a perfect third option. Um, people are people are down on him because the lack of defense and the injuries and the lack of playoff success, but he's an elite scorer um, and he fits in really nicely with what they're trying to do. A guy who can run the floor really well and he shoots the shit out of the ball too. Exactly. I think he's a perfect fit and the playoff success thing. Like I don't even, they, they're just terrible. Like were they even in the playoffs last year? I don't the bulls. Yeah. No, the Bulls missed. They they got knocked in the play, and if, if I remember, correctly. yeah, I'm, I would not be worried about if he's your best player. Sure, you can criticize him. If he's your third best player, I think you're in a really good spot. The Lakers would love that. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think I think this one is the one that's most likely to happen. I feel like I LeBron's been known to push for superstars. He's less likely to push for you know those fringe guys, and Levine I think fits the thing of like a, being a star agreed yeah only problem is 
I think if Levine's that available, someone else is going to counter, and it might jack up the price. Like I know there's no market for him right now, but if trade talks start heating up, I could see other teams being interested in, in paying more and the Lakers having to offer more. I don't know. I tried it. I tried it to send him to basically every team in the NBA, and it, it really is hard. I don't. I actually don't think there's much of a market for him, and I think the Lakers would have gotten him by now if there was actually a market because he's hard to trade. Like Charlotte is an option. Obviously, the Wizards are always an option. I don't know why that would happen. Um, there's just like bad teams that can take on contract, but really, my guess would be like Sacramento would be a team to look out for. The Lakers are probably number one, and I don't know who else you would look for because really there is you know no word of it and even the people that I'm listening to like on podcasts and everything are saying that it sounds like there's no market available for him so yeah this i think it's perfect i think you made the perfect trade you're pretty smart thanks man maybe i appreciate, I appreciate you lakers so. hire you GM. fuck no i say no i don't want to work there <laughs> fuck no. why actually i would work there and i for would my trade glorious LeBron. king oh jeez jeez <laughs> get out of here um i would work there just to trade like trade away assets like yeah, just tank the franchise. I would be like, yeah, dude, I'll attach the 2030s first round. I don't need that. <laughs> Throw, Throw in, in the 2045. I don't care. I'll give you 2028, 2029, 2030, <laughs> all first, all like unprotected or whatever. Um, okay, final trade. Let's lock in, Jordan, please. No more of this <laughs> can't shit. have fun anymore? No Guys more can't have fun joking. anymore? Uh, horse shit, okay? This one is a very fun one for me. I, I, think, I think it'll be interesting. And that trade is... I hate it. Uh, Ruby Hachimura. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? I, didn't, I don't know if you thought it was going to be Rui. Uh, Rui Hachimura and someone else that adds up to $7 million. No, I'm getting off the top of my head. Okay, sorry. Rui Hachimura, Jalen Hood Shafino, and some of the TPE. You can also add in, like, you know, Maxwell Lewis, Max Christie, whatever. And those picks for Draymond Green. Oh, God. I, I said I hate it without knowing what it was. I. I hate it. Why do you hate it? Draymond's awful. Draymond loves the Lakers, though. Yeah, so what? Why should they love him? I think Rui's straight up a better player than him. I don't want Draymond. That's he's nuts. a cancer. He's He punches With people. Was LeBron there, though? He uh, See? That's what that's, what, that's what, <laughs> I get. He they're already LeBron, old dude. and slow and can't shoot, and you're going to bring in another old, slow guy who can't shoot? I don't know. Draymond needs to be moved. LeBron yeah, loves but... Draymond. You think... Draymond Draymond loves LeBron, dude. No, he, I know. I don't think he helps solve their problems. I don't think so, but I think he's a start. He adds something. I don't know what that's <laughs> what is. That? What is that? What's he adding? Uh, a change of sense. I think, well, he comes back and he's like, well, I, clearly I fucked up. I need to show something. And he can initiate offense. We know that. Um, we know that he can be the focal point of a defense. And, you know, a defensive front court of Anthony Davis and Draymond Green. Yeah. yeah that's pretty fucking scary. Sounds good. Yeah. Especially when a lot of teams in the West and the East, the best teams are going to be really big. You're going yeah, to need that size. What sounds bad is Draymond and Anthony Davis and Vanderbilt all on the court together shooting a combined. Well, you just wouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, pick anyone else Why on the Why are you going that like, big? That's insanity. Like, I'm just saying, they, they have no shooting. You are, AD well, can't you shoot. Make, make fringe moves after. I just, yeah. Because then you so. can flip D'Lo. He's still Would you asset. actually do that? If I'm the Lakers? Yeah. Uh, I would do that if I had the D'Lo trade in the bag where I could get someone. Or if I kept D'Lo and he played better, he started again. Because as much as I hate it, you know, you know my feelings on D'Lo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not positive. They're not positive. And uh, as much as I don't like him as a player, 
he can shoot the ball. He does. And yeah, he can. He was forty one last, forty one percent last. And year. I, I think you like you do consolidate, like you consolidate on the fringe with some fringe moves. Maybe sign in a buyout guy or something like that. People are going to want to go to the Lakers. That's never been an issue before. Um, Vanderbilt just to, as a throw in is hasn't played much this year, but he's currently shooting seven percent from three. Just pretty wanted good. to put, <laughs> put that <laughs> out there. Good. Christian Wood going to be on the team for the, the well. See, the year? like the thing, the thing is, is like. I know how the Warriors operate. They're not going to... You can't put D'Lo in that trade. They already had him. They hated him. You can't put Christian... If you think Christian Wood would do well in the Warriors system, you don't watch basketball because that's fucking crazy. He would be... I want to see it happen just to see how badly he would fit. Yeah, that the Warriors wouldn't even... The Warriors, the Warriors would like. Rui. I don't think the Warriors would. Do, yeah, they would, they would like, like Rui, Rui, but it. Draymond what are you get has for Draymond. Other than that first, nothing. You die. Pick, you go down with that ship, dude. They're not. I, I don't think they're trading him. That's I think a warrior for life. Let's just ride I this disagree. out, dude. They, <laughs> Let's see what happens. I don't, I don't know. know. If I'm them, I'm moving him, getting asset back and back in Rui. I feel like I could see Rui as a warrior in that system. I feel like that would really, you know, work for him. That allows to, that opens up space. Sorry, Sohan just made <laughs> Jeremy Sohan just made the most insane pass. That was very funny. Um, you, that opens up room for Moody and Kaminga to come in. I know Moody's been benched recently, but um, you know you have another guy come in. Pojemski, really best duo in the league. <laughs> Quite possibly, man. <laughs> not not far from the worst. I'll tell you what. Yeah, um, far from it. But no, no. The the real thing is that pick, and if you're looking at twenty thirty. Clay's retired. Steph is hurt. You're bad. You get a Lakers pick. Same thing. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big deal. I think it's more about getting that cancer, removing that cancer, and that's Draymond. I yeah. I don't think Steph. They've would been let playing it much better without him. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all pods. It's just it's all pods. It's <laughs> no, true. Kidding, it's I'm pods kidding. and Kaminga. Yeah, Kaminga no. has been good. I just I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it if I was the Lakers. I don't think Draymond helps. I think he hurts. And if I'm the Warriors, I just don't. I would do it. I just don't think they will because four rings. Best friends with Stephen Clay. Is he best friends with Stephen Clay, though? Because it's been 11 games. They're kind of done with this bullshit. And if you saw what Steve Kerr was saying today, he said, um, you know, like, we just sent him away. We needed space from him, and he needed space from us. Yeah, well, he definitely did. And he's been he's, away he's from He's going to come back. So we'll see what happens when he comes back. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Anyways, can we go, can we go overall concern level on the Lakers? Well, this month is going to be a little bit easier for them. So there's that. They've had, you know, mismatching. Like, D'Lo's been hurt. Gabe Vincent's been hurt. Rui's been hurt. Those three have – Jared Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt has been hurt too. Those three have kind of been – they all have missed each other. They haven't had their full team. The My biggest concern lies in LeBron's health. Uh, we've seen it hold up so far. He's just playing a ton of minutes. And because of that, I'll go like six. I would hope – I think LeBron's smart enough to know that you can't make a coaching change this year. You have to stick with him. Right. You're, you're you're acting like LeBron's the GM because he is the GM. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not acting like <laughs> it, it, it. That is what it is. That is what that is. If he says fire ham, fire ham. Yeah. Yes. I don't think you fire ham. Overall concern level, I like six. Six out of ten is good. They, I think all this noise and that loss to Miami without Jimmy Butler when they played zone and just dared them to shoot. I think it's a wake up call, and all the comments come out. I don't like when the comments come out and it seems like everybody hates each other. But I do think stuff like this awakens LeBron and AD and Reeves, and I think they all come out and play out of their minds for like the next week and a half and just will themselves to wins because everybody's shitting on them. 
We saw how LeBron was brushing the fuck out of his hair after the game. So. <laughs> he, he did dude, not want was, the camera on. <laughs> dude, he was brushing the living fuck out of his hair. Out of the little hair. He was the actually, painted on hair. Yeah, it was actually nuts. I, I was like, holy hell, he's brushing the living fuck out I of I wouldn't have thing. been able to ask a question. I would have just watched No, I would have. Uh, he also, yeah, such few hairs on his head. Um, I, I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. He did it. He did like. 12 full stripe swipes <laughs> on each side and i was like while answering a question dude i know he was like looking down and just slamming his skin you could like he's bald <laughs> he's brushing he's a bald got the, the drop dum dum on the ground hair and yeah. he basically like you could see his scalp just getting red because he was crushed someone said in a uh, lot of pain Someone said it's like, like he's uh, brushing the Pacific. Like he had the uh, fuck. I butchered that. I don't know. He said they, there was a very funny <laughs> Jesus, meme dude. on on the internet that I saw. Okay, wait. Let me let me just. What's the final five? Of what? LeBron, AD, Reeves, Reddish. They've been starting. They put D'Lo to the bench, but I feel like they might move him back on. They can't. I don't. I don't know. Well, it was because Reddish stinks. It was because of Reeves. Oh, they took him out for Reeves. Kind of stinks too. That's the main issue. They thought Reeves was going to be a third option. He yeah, their guys, right their guys like three through six, not great. I actually think there's an issue with Reeves and Ham. Why? They look like they butt heads. There's been videos of them bickering, and then also this Re- Austin Reeves quotes today were kind of weird. They like he had to keep uh, clarifying what he's talking about, but he like was kind of contradicting. Everything that uh, Darwin Ham, Darwin Ham, fucking Darwin Ham was saying today, and I was a little interested in it because I don't know, it just felt it felt like something. I don't know. Yeah, Darwin Ham, by the way, after the Heat loss, he gave a quote basically saying they need to get healthy, and I agree that they need to get healthy, but that is not why they lost to the Heat. No, he, and that's what Austin Reeves said. He was like, "We don't need to be healthy; we just need to play better." Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, right. I I saw him saying like the vibes are off, but. Like I mentioned, he just was saying that because the vibes are off because they're fucking losing. They suck. AD, by the way, had 30 and 16 and five blocks I know. in that game. LeBron scored like 12 points. Like it was that Miami Heat zone does something to people. Yeah. They made four threes all game. Even <laughs> for a bad shooting team, that's insane. And to hold LeBron to 12 points, like uh, maybe that's the blueprint on how to beat him. But I also think it's kind of just. Miami Heat and Eric Spolstra having a night. So yeah, I mean the last five games too, Reeves has been shooting thirty one point eight percent from three. So he's been cold. It's a problem. They just need to play better. Yeah, I mean he's only shooting thirty five percent from three this year. Yeah, they, yeah, it's not they, good. It's not good, and he's only averaging fifteen points per game. It I like I like said, their playoff run right. Even during the regular season, Reeves hadn't quite come on yet. They turned it around after they made all the trades at the deadline, but the reason they went on the run. It's cause, partly because Reeves was out of his mind. And everybody thought he was something special. He shot 44% from three. And we thought that's what he was, or at least close to that. And he's now 9% below that. Obviously, they get to the Western <laughs> Conference Finals and get swept. So, Reeves is a big part of it. Um, the free throw stuff, I don't know what, what's up with that. That yeah. was That's a weird thing. That was their whole thing last year. Yeah, they're not shooting the free throws well at all. They're just not getting fouled. Like I don't, I don't know. But uh, we can move on. Yeah, I mean, just to put a pin in it, LeBron is old as hell. You don't want to overuse him. They're currently overusing him, and they're losing. 
Uh, that's a scary sign. I, I'm going to keep it at a six, but they're a team to monitor at the trade line. They ha- it feels like they have to make a move. I thought before this conversation that I didn't want them to make a move. I think the Zach Levine trade is perfect. I'm I'm um I'm hoping for that, that for, my, for my Lake Show. You changed me. Don't you fucking say your Lake Show, dude. <laughs> for That's... the Lake Show. I didn't say my. Said you the... said we'll play the tapes. So you said <laughs> my Lake Show. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're gonna talk about the Thunder. Okay, Jordan, we're back. We're gonna be talking about a good team, the Thunder. I love this team. Um, they just beat our Celtics and kind of convinced their contenders right now. Yeah, this is this is one of our teams from the beginning of the year, from the middle of the year. We talked about them like I don't know a month ago. Yeah. And we certainly didn't have them as legit contenders, but we've loved this team from the start. It looks like they're putting it all together. They are second in the West right now, currently a game back from Minnesota. So, yeah. Did you want to tell them about the Letty and you and Letty's bet? I'll, t- I'll <laughs> tell them about the me and Letty bet. So, me and Letty made a preseason <laughs> bet. This is preseason. I before said, the season. Yes. <laughs> yes, before the season began. I said that the Thunder were going to be really good. Letty called me crazy. He thought they were going to suck. And he told me he would he would make a bet with me that the Timberwolves would finish better than the Thunder. Crazy, I know we picked the best two teams. The loser of that bet has to run from my house at my college, Fairfield University, to the Sea Grape, <laughs> and then back to my house, Sea Grape's a bar, in only their underwear. I'm one game back right now. I feel good, though. I feel like we're making a run at it. What underwear are you going to wear? <laughs> I'm not going to be wearing underwear. It's going to be Lenny. Well, like, if you have to go, what underwear? Are oh, you going- something tight. <laughs> you gotta be more skimpy. aerodynamic. You gotta be quick, dude. <laughs> you gotta you can't be wearing at me. I'm gonna get some cat calls. You gotta get those uh, chaps. Or what are they called? The ones that are just <laughs> yeah, assless chaps. Well, no, I guess I guess you can't wear assless chaps. You have to wear underwear. Um, I was at Wally World the other day, and there was some ridiculous underwear. I don't know what guys wear that. I'll shit. send them over to Letty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those are fighting <laughs> words, Shady. Um, yeah, the Thunder are awesome right now. They're fifth in offensive rating, seventh in defensive rating. Third in net rating and first in three point percentage, they are. They don't have any bad players, like truly on the other no. than Alexei Pokashevsky. But he's yeah. Even, of everyone who plays, they have no bad players. R- truly, they get, they get stuff out of Isaiah Joe. They get stuff out of Kaysan Wallace. Looks fantastic. Um, they they just get stuff out of everybody, and they've drafted really really well. Um, how far do you think they can go realistically in the playoffs? That's a good question. The thing is. So they're fourth in points per game, second in field goal percentage. You, like you said, they lead the league in three-point percentage, but they don't take many threes. The thing with the ceiling of this team is it depends on where you think Shea is, I think. Like, where do you rank Shea right now? So for me, I wrote it out. I have Jokic, one, then Giannis, then Steph, three, then Luka. And then that fifth spot, a lot of people are going to have Embiid. A lot of people are going to have Tatum. Some people might have Kevin Durant or Booker. I think I have Shea. I think I have Shea at five. I have Shea six. I haven't beat over him. But other than that. So you have Shea over Tatum? Yeah. That's a heartbreaker, isn't it? It hurts. Like, <laughs> this it doesn't guy, feel good. This guy in one season. It hurts. I made a, it hurts Tatum. I had to make eye contact with you while I said <laughs> I have Shea over Tatum. Yeah, I do too, though. Like, he's. I mean, Shea's better right now. He's I, just, just. He scores easier, I think. Yes, that's what it is. Tatum uh, has iffy shot selection at times. And when he's on, he's unstoppable. But Shea is unstoppable every night because he just runs past people and gets layups. And he has like one of the best mid-range games in the league. I think he's just he gets easier baskets. He has a better shot selection. He's also awesome on defense. He's an awesome passer too. He's a he better, takes, far better passer than Tatum. So. He takes better shots though. It's like he takes better shots. He's smarter. Tatum shoots too many threes. He doesn't get to the basket as much as Shea. Shea knows how to use his body correctly. He makes he's very decisive with the ball, and his start stop 
is way better than Tatum's. Uh, he's six six and he's faster than everybody guarding him, yes. which doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and, he's, and he's longer. Tatum is stronger, but Tatum doesn't use his strength as well. Well, Tatum's playing great. That's the th- I don't want to kill Tatum. I just think it's strictly the shot selection thing. And the other thing that comes with the shot selection. Do you know what Shea is shooting from the field this season? Do don't you, look it up. Oh, you, okay. Should I guess? Yeah, guess. Tatum is at 47%, by the way, from the field. Oh, I'm going to say like 57. 57 is absurd. He's at 54.6. All right. That was not terrible. <laughs> well, no, that's true because he's actually that good. But the next closest guard is Ty- Tyrese Halliburton at 50%. So Shea's 4.6% ahead of any guard, any other guard in the league. It's absurd to be shooting <laughs> over 50% or 50%. From a point guard is unheard of. Halliburton's doing it, and Shea's doing it at fifty four point six. He also leads the league in steals. So, I mean, it's it's just crazy what he's doing in terms of ceiling. I think they go as far as he takes them. There is a lot of talk about their roster construction, though, and we we have to mention it. Um, they have one big guy. Is his name's Chet Holmgren? Yeah, he's thin. <laughs> he's a thin guy. He's a thin big they're, guy. They're they're a small team. Guy. Is that a concern to you? Yes, that's their flaw. Um, but they have survived with it, weirdly. Not weirdly. Not they, survived. Like, they've just straight they have, up gotten away with it. Yeah. Um, like, I, I want them to add just a bruiser, like Drummond or Jared Allen. Or Drummond. Moses Moody. Someone, like, not great, not, not that impactful, but someone that you can have in when you go up against uh, Zubats. Like, Zubats is going to weirdly yeah, be Yeah, Clippers are going to be there. Yeah, Clippers are going to be there. Um. I don't know if Nurkic is good enough to eat, but no, he he Drew, is. Yeah, Drew Eubanks and Nurkic will cause a little bit of problem. How about that guy Nikola Jokic? He'll probably be oh, there. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess he's probably. <laughs> well, but, I mean, no one's gonna be able to stop him though. So it's not like you're not gonna like. Oh, let's bring in Drummond to be the Jokic stopper. That's just not gonna happen. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, like I said, they have one big man. They literally, Chet is the only big guy who plays significant minutes. They have the Jalen Williams. You got Poku. You got bad Jalen Williams and Poku. Yeah, so the bad Jalen Williams plays 12 minutes a game. Yeah. Poku doesn't play significant minutes. What about uh the oh fuck who's the dude who looks like he's Amish the Latvian <laughs> guy, the Latvian guy. The lot fuck what's his name the guy that made all the fucking money Michich? with the Wizards. No, he's gonna get traded for them. He he made all the money with the Wizards and he got traded. Oh Bertans, Bertans, yeah, Bertans is a big body. Bertons, yeah. Though. So but the thing is when Chet comes out of the game, this is what their lineup looked like or looks like on a nightly basis, and I started to notice it against the Celtics. It's Shea, Giddy, good Jalen Williams, usually Case and Wallace, and then some sort of combination of one of these guys. It's either Dort, Aaron Wiggins, Kenrich Williams, or Isaiah Joe. So Giddy's the tallest guy on the court at 6'8". The average height of any of those lineups is from 6'5 to 6'5 and a half. That's tough. And that's they get away with like they do a phenomenal job of doubling big guys, scrambling, recovering getting deflections. I didn't look at their deflection stats. I wish I did. Feels like they're pretty high up. So they're uh, they're wait, like I had them right. You have them? I believe they're. Watch out your beer. Oh shit. Um, I mean I your the... your orange juice. <laughs> we're not. Hey. We're 21, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're good. Enjoy a beverage. <laughs> Forgot. It's Thursday evening. Maybe you enjoy 12 beverages. Maybe you <laughs> wake up late for work, call in sick. Then maybe you miss work. Maybe, maybe you get fired. Maybe, maybe you a podcast fired. for the rest maybe of your life. Maybe you wake up still drunk and drive to work. <laughs> maybe you don't do that. <laughs> maybe you don't. Maybe you say that on your podcast and people hear about it and then you get in trouble. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe. Uh, that 
uh, supposedly. Wait, no, allegedly. That's so the deflection said. stats. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, lost them. I did have them. <laughs> 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 I lost the. I lost them. Though. Lost them. Uh, They're in there somewhere. I feel. Anyways, like, I think they lead the league. In, let, let's just say Jordan and Max <laughs> think they lead the league in in deflection. So <laughs> they're definitely up there, and in steals, we know Shea's up there. I'm sure the team's up there too. So they get away with being small by being super fast, super athletic. And they're physical. It's not like they're small and weak. They're all physical and good defenders. Dort is six four, but he plays like he's six nine. So yeah, that certainly helps. It does help. Yeah, Dort is uh, Dort's pretty good. I I've been surprised with him. The Celtics. I mean, they just left Giddy open and Giddy hit everything last night. Yeah, well, we dared him. Ago. We dared him to shoot. And the thing is, like, you have Porzingis on him, who, which from a matchup, I mean, stands, it makes great. sense. No, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you want Giddy to shoot. Giddy, yeah. of all their guys, like he's not the one that you should worry about. He made four of them against the Celtics. Shea hit three, which some of them were really tough. But the point is the Celtics put two bigs out there. They had Cornette and Porzingis out there together a lot, which I loved. I thought we were going to dominate. And yeah. the OKC guards just torched them. Whoever the bigs were guarding, they got torched. And obviously Shea torched everyone. But everybody else, Jalen Williams, Giddy, uh, even Cason Wallace, Isaiah Joe hit some shots. Like, all these guys just fried our big guys. So I thought us being big and having two bigs on the court was going to be awesome. Obviously, Joe Missoula thought that too. But they actually combated it, and their guards scored on our bigs, I think, more than we were expecting at least. Um, and then obviously Shea drops in like 40. Yeah, and I want to talk about the coach too, Dagnall. That guy is really, really good. They This team is – I don't even know if they're overachieving, but they – They are. They, I don't know, because they're so good. I don't know. They are. Over- I mean, yeah, they're freakishly talented, so it's hard to say they're overachieving. But they're so young, and nobody expected it. So I would say they are. Yeah, I mean, Dagnall is a really important part of this too, and we have to mention him because, I mean, you and I watch. I think the Thunder are the team I probably watch more behind the Celtics. It's like Celtics Thunder Minnesota. I think, I, think I, I may have watched the Thunder more than anyone, including the Celtics. I'm not surprised because you're just not a true Celtics fan. <laughs> That's not true. It, I mean, it, true. it goes probably like OKC uh, Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, then Celt- Yeah, fuck you, dude. Bad bit. This is a bad bit. Kill <laughs> this a good bit. bit. Kill it's this. A good it's, not bit. A good, it's not a good bit. I'm it's keeping bit. the bit. It's a bad bit. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, we watched a ton of Thunder, and um, they may they look different all the time they're always making new moves you said like one thing i really liked and we were texting about is i was really happy that the celtics actually made a change um and that change was drew hall they sucked <laughs> in that game i don't know what the fuck was his deal but he was terrible in that thunder celtics game and then they put pritchard in in the closing minutes when uh holiday should have been in, or was normally in and i see why people would be upset about that like you know uh pritchard you know, got torched a little bit, but that's at least a change that Joe Mazzulla would not have made last season. He would have left. It just shows in. that he's trying. It shows things, that he's maybe? trying. That he stuff. he's actually trying to impact the game and not just sit there and watch. I yeah. guess. So the long, very confusing, winded point that I was trying to make is that uh, Dagnall was able to see that and on the fly make an, an adjustment and just change the way they look. They knew what they wanted to do with Giddy and. Their their scheming has just been fantastic this year. I love. I think the defense speaks more to the coaching than anything because when you have a lineup that's six five across yeah. the board, or an average of six five in the NBA, you're gonna have to have crazy good communication, strong principles, physicality, and I think all that stuff comes from coaching. Like the defensive chemistry, the way that the D chem. Yeah, the decam is that. That's, <laughs> that's a, what it's called. Are we making that term? It's, it's already a term. <laughs> Put it in Webster's. I just, 
I agree with you about him making the adjustment on the fly, but I think even more so it's like knowing that his big guys other than Chet aren't good and just sticking with a lineup that he knows is going to be awesome on offense, struggle to guard big guys, but keep them out there and rely on the athleticism and the skill. I think it's just brilliant. They've also just hit on their draft picks. Oh, yeah. Giddy was all, Giddy's a good pick. Case uh, on this year, if you redraft – you probably have Jaime. It's like Wemby one. Uh, Jaime. I. Yeah, Jaime two right now. I think Scoot. You still take high. He's not playing well, but I don't think you give up on him yet. Brandon Miller is probably still two. I think it's. This is very confusing. I think it's <laughs> Wemby one, Brandon Miller two, Hawkes three, and you could argue Case on four. You That's could. how good he's been. Uh, defensively, coming out of Kentucky. We knew that he was going to be a defensive anchor. We had questions about the shot. I didn't think the defense. He can shoot. Yeah, that he's shooting well now. Yeah, it better. Like he shot well in college, but there's like that. That's just kind of the questions you have about these guys coming in. Like, yeah, yeah. does everything translate over the NBA? I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, well, I just didn't think that he was going to be able to translate uh, his defense over to the NBA level so quickly. Yeah, he's already like. Like one of I don't know the top ten guys that you'd want guarding an elite guard, maybe even higher. Like he's probably going to get all defensive team consideration, and if he doesn't make it this year, he will be a perennial all defense team guy uh, once he starts hitting his stride. Yeah, I mean, like he's uh, he's just really solid. I, I like he's a lot longer than I was expecting, and then just the way that he makes contact with the play. He he gave Tatum trouble. Oh, he gives everyone trouble. They have two rookies who are coming into the NBA from college and making a massive impact right away. Is Chet a rookie to you? Yeah. No. No. Come on now. No, he's not. Yeah, he's been practicing with the team all year. Or all last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, you know what I mean. Technical rookies. I don't know. know. (laughs) You don't like it? Ben Simmons won rookie of the year. That was bullshit. It was against that, too. I wore the fucking Donovan Mitchell shirt. Yeah, it was bullshit. What was that shirt? Wemby should wear it. Wemby should. Wemby should wear. Wemby should shirt. wear the shirt that the exact like the exact <laughs> shirt like the, the definition six, of a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. But like I'm saying, take that size, that like men's XL, <laughs> and make him make, throw it on his body, dude. Just call That'd up Donnie nuts. and ask him for it. Yeah, he'd be look. He look crazy, dude. Pull he it would out look of the nuts. I wonder what size shirt Wemby wears. It's got to be custom. There's no size for that. Oh, man. that's actually a really good point. <laughs> Yeah. Little, well, he is European though, so their their sizes might be a little different over in the EU. You're overthinking it. He's seven foot five, but that's fair. Yeah. Um, I I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Chet. Oh yeah, Chet. I don't think Chet should win. Like, if this was Chet eligible, yeah, he should be eligible for rookie of the year, in my opinion. And, uh, but we should actually talk about him because we haven't really talked about him. I at agree. All. Chet is. He, did you get Chris Stapp's vibes from him when he played? I said this to my dad when, really? when when the Celtics played. I was like, "Holy shit!" It's he looks like Kristaps now, though. When when this game happened, I literally the first thing I said was, "It looks like we're playing a younger version of ourselves." Like, yes, a- almost across the board, and it wasn't perfect, but like, Shea's Tatum because they're the stars. Okay. Jalen Williams. We can, we can argue about that one. Jalen Williams is Jalen okay, Brown. This this falls apart pretty. No, quick. it doesn't. Jalen Williams and Jalen Brown. Oh, J Dub. Okay, yeah. J Dub. Giddy and Derek White are like the do it all. Everything guy. <laughs> Giddy doesn't shoot it as well, but like it's pretty close. Orlando's cl- closer, I think. What? Orlando's closer, I think. Paolo Franz, Brown, and Tatum. Yeah, but then Chet and Porzingis are perfect. So. Yeah. And then that, Drew I mean, and Dort are like they look like the same okay, person. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. All right. Um, Chet, I think 
Yeah, I saw him, but I thought Chet looks like Porzingis now. He just looks like skinnier Porzingis, yeah. Yeah, not like young. It's not, I'm not saying like when Porzingis first got in the league. He has more dimension to his game than that. Um, his three-point shot making was fan-fucking-tastic. He hit that dagger uh, against the Celtics last game. And sometimes he's so open. He hit he two daggers. Th- I don't know why Porzingis went with the late, lazy closeout in it's crunch so time, but he did. Yeah. I mean, he had 30-something. He's probably <laughs> No, I know, I know. But, like, we're just letting Chet shoot, I guess. Yeah, Chet, too. Sometimes he's so open he gets, like, scared. I think the impressive thing about Chet is early in the year, like, I don't know, three weeks in, Rudy Gobert, like, broke him in a game and yeah. completely Annihilated shut him. down his confidence. Chet would catch the ball at the foul line, turn, be open, and hesitate, like, jump, and then shoot and get blocked. It was – and then – since then, he's looked completely different, confident, super skilled, obviously, and he's just playing like he's the man because he kind of is. So. Um, one side story: I had, um, the Action Network put out this bet, and it was like, this bet is uh, hit four of the last five times it's happened, and it said to pick the first half over between the Celtics and the Thunder at one nineteen and a half. My book, DraftKings, had it at 117.5. And, and so I was very locked in on how OKC was scoring for that first half. And Chris Stapps did the Rudy thing. And they, OKC, when they went small, they took Shea out. They had like this really weird small lineup that you mentioned. Um, they avoided stops like the plague. They would drive, but just kick to the corner. It was after uh, that guy Michich got blocked a couple of times by Chris Stapps. Yeah. Right after that, they just stopped shooting layups. They wouldn't even attempt them. Um, but the funny thing is, that is going on, and they're on great pace. They slow down really bad. The Celtics go on like a, a complete scoring drought. Do you remember Tatum hit that three with three seconds left? Yeah. That brought it to 119, and I covered. <laughs> good side story. Good story. Hit 66 beans, boys. Wow. Going straight back into the pod, probably not. Yeah, I probably mean, what should we get? Like a new audio interface because we just fucking get a fucking cord so we can make this thousand times easier yeah maybe we get the one cord that we needed yeah that would have been nice then it would this pod would have been out way earlier um can i give you some uh scenarios yeah give me some scenarios let's play scenarios okay we're gonna play you want to play scenarios right now yeah that's what we're doing thanks for titling it didn't need it okay okay she's the two seed right now yeah round one season ends today they have dallas i have okc Wait, what? In a seven-game series. We're going playoffs. If the season ended today, OKC versus Dallas. Oh, it's so hard just because of Luka. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's the only thing is that if, like, I... I I think the Thunder could score 130 a night on Dallas. Yeah, but I also think Luka could score, like, (laughs) 70 a game. I don't. I I mean, he could. They have If if we're being realistic, if we're being realistic, it's the Thunder. Okay. Thunder versus Pelicans in a series. Thunder, easy money. Thunder, Wait, easy. who are the Pelicans playing first round? Because I might take the other team. They're right now it would be Denver, which would probably so, be a smackdown. So you're taking Den. Wait, what? Oh, you're saying if this is all first round, any round. I'm Pel- just yeah, Pelicans. Yeah, they're playing. They're beating the Pelicans. Yeah. What if they play the Kings? Easy, King, King easy suck. sweep. King suck. Easy, not sweep, but eh, maybe five. All right, now it gets hard. Clippers. Zubach. Kawhi, yeah. Harden. that's the one that's <laughs> really hit the age and Harden. Uh, Harden. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean Westbrook is the guy I gotta watch. No, um, <laughs> I, that one's tougher. I, I'm gonna. Hmm. 
We'll lean. We'll lean Thunder. I'll lean, lean Thunder. All right. I'll I'll go even lower in the standings because these teams might turn it around. Phoenix. Uh, Thunder. A yeah, long, they haven't. Uh, had a, they haven't. I don't know why that was so. Uh, I was trying to find a name with an H in it so I could make fun of. <laughs> I was gonna say Halliburton, but <laughs> no, he's, he's, in the, he's actually he's, in the other, other conference. Yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, no. I was gonna. Uh, no, I. That's why I was thinking that long. No, I. I take them. Suns haven't been together. I know they're playing better now. They have not been together enough. I trust this OKC team to get it done. Lakers, obviously Lakers. No, kind of just breeze dude. over that one. I mean, AD does torch them though. Like yeah. that's actually not even. I, it's I a bad match. Like, I mean, it's a bad matchup for the Thunder. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll lean. Um, I'll give it to Lakers. I'll lean Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the first one. Denver. I think we both. Why did I let you talk me into that? I'm leaning Thunder. Oh, Fuck why? <laughs> lean Thunder. <laughs> we just talk, we just finished this segment about how bad the Lakers are. <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna turn around. Okay. I'm leaning Thunder. You take Lakers. <laughs> I got Lakers in that. Uh, Denver. I think we'd both take Denver. Yeah, Denver. Yeah. Yeah, they're just too good. Jokic is unreal. The I think the. Most fun series of all time Minnesota. would be Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota would be good. And I want to see Pelicans. It's like, I want to see it like, no, nah, I'm not looking at the standings. So I don't know if this is even possible. I would love to see round one Pelicans. I would love to see a little matchup Pelicans to Thunder. And then uh, Minnesota would be good. Uh, Minnesota Thunder would be fun. I would have Minnesota in that with too much size. I'll tell you what, Minnesota's having a tough time scoring the basketball. Minnesota? Yeah. Their offensive rating isn't great right now. No, I'll look not. it up on the. Let me do a little quick Googling. A little young, little young Jamie LaBelzik. Very real Joe. <laughs> Pull Rubin that up, listener. Jamie. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jordan. This is why we work. Yeah, I know. No, um, good give and take today. Yeah, good give and take. Uh, let me. I was going to look up. Yeah, Timberwolves offensive rating right now is 21st in the NBA. Wow, that's really bad. Yeah, they're, they're struggling Are a they? Fir- bit. They're f- at least like top three in defense, though. Top three in an eight, two or three. It's one. They're number one. <laughs> they're number, <laughs> they're one. number one. In the league. <laughs> I just wanted to say they they were number one. Yeah, I think I would still go Minnesota. Um, Gobert in Towns. Oh yeah, I'd go Soder too, if I were you. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> I would go to Soder there too, if I were you, bud. I f- I feel like they could win a game or two, maybe get a cop. <laughs> Is that what the average T Wolves fan sounds like? Uh, I think I f- I think so, but <laughs> I don't think they say fink. Go get you a cup of milk. Wait, I think that's New Hampshire. I think they say milk. <laughs> I say milk. Is everyone in the mid middle? Not the middle. Okay, the Midwest. Do they all drink? They all drink milk instead of water. Uh, that's what I've heard. Water. Have you ever been to the Midwest? Uh, I've been to Chicago. So yes. Are you going to go yes. with yes there? I'm go with yes. <laughs> okay. So next time when we ask a yes or no question, we say yes. I just wanted to flex that I had been to the biggest. Which city. I don't even think. Honestly, now that I'm thinking of it, doesn't really count because it's like a city. Anyways, I think aren't they like they're all like bigger there, right? They're just bigger people in general. Like their heads are fucking jank and big because they got they're all like. They're all uh, when you watch Big Ten college football, it's all big, big white dudes filled with corn and milk. <laughs> corn and milk from birth. That was the yeah. that was their formula. That's what I that was picture the baby as formula. mid. Very nice folk. So uh, who do you have over who Minnesota? You have Minnesota. Oh, oh, for sure, bud. I'm taking <laughs> me Minnesota. Actually, no, I'm taking. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll go Thunder there just because I don't know if Minnesota. Minnesota could keep up with the scoring of the Thunder. And, I mean, the Celtics have a fantastic defense as well. Not as good as Minnesota, so maybe they do uh, yeah. lessen that scoring. I I don't know. I I think the Gobert on Chet thing. The Gobert on Chet like, thing does. You know what? I think I'm going Minnesota. It, it's the worst possible matchup for OKC. Is Yeah, Gobert. now that you mention it, bud, I think I might have <laughs> got to go Minnesota. Okay, kill the bit. Okay. Kill the bit. 
It was good for a while. I think it was. Yeah. All right, go to the next thing. What was the next one? Memphis? Gotta lean Memphis. No. <laughs> 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 gotta, gotta think lean. Ja with you all the celebration. Gotta think Terrence Jackson would somehow not foul out. And <laughs> I actually, Memphis is good. Memphis ja. is good with They're not ja. going to make the we playoffs because they're about 11 Memphis? and 23. Are we, yeah, are we still talking OKC or we want to talk Memphis right now? Those are all the scenarios. I mean, well, let's just see. So I had them losing to three teams, Denver, Minnesota, and the Lakers. I think they're the fourth, fourth best team in the West. Be, yeah, Denver, Minnesota, Lakers. Okay. So well, no, I think they're better be than. Right. I like, think they're better than the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's the worst like, matchup. Like the Lakers aren't better than like the Clippers. In a vacuum, yes. But are we sure AD is going to be healthy for this? Are we sure LeBron's? Yeah. Gonna well, be? we're doing the hypothetical, so yeah. Yeah, so in a vacuum. <laughs> My means. glorious king would not lose oh, to such a young. Jesus, king. you want to <laughs> talk about fucking bad bits, dude? Can we talk a little Memphis? Yeah, I suppose we could do that. Hi, everyone. It's Jordan. I'm interrupting your regularly scheduled program to tell you that right here is where Max and I kind of start rambling about the NBA. It's something we didn't really prepare for at all. There's some good jokes in there. It's not bad content. But if you're looking for, you know, prime Max and Jordan NBA analysis, it's not going to be there. So if you want to skip ahead like 10 minutes to Butsy and Letty, I wouldn't blame you. Have you been watching? I have. I have, too. I hated watching them until Jock came back. Not Where do you stand on Jaron Jackson? I don't know if I like him. Was he a... Was he a phony depoy? Yes, he was. A fraud. A fraud poy of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, sorry for that gross hiccup. Um, I got another one in the chamber. Um, oh, <laughs> nope, swallow <laughs> it. Nope, just coughing. Um, no, I'm not a. I I didn't think Jared Jackson should have won depoy. I have no evidence to back it up, and I I, lo- <laughs> I forget. <laughs> it's just the eye test from this it, year. No, it was cause uh, yeah, the eye test from this year tells me that last year was wrong. Yes, no, um, exactly. first off. Marcus Smart should not have won that deploy the year before. Yes, he should have. Let's be real here. Could have won MVP. Okay. <laughs> um, Marcus Matt. Marcus Matt. That's an accent we could fucking do, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a sentence. No. You don't have anything more than kid. Uh, going up to fucking Hanukkah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um. <laughs> anyways, uh, no, I thought he was. I forget. I had data at the time. I don't have it on me now, but. I was looking at it, and um, I thought Jaron Jackson did not win it. I think he got credited for a lot of blocks, which were technically considered um, deflections. Wow, nerd stat of the day. It's not actually. Nerd. It's actually super cool. I think Memphis is pretty solid and could make noise in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, which is like the crazy thing. Yeah, well, if they go to the play-in, though, you got to think they're going to make it. I don't You know what know. I think is going to happen? I think they beat their, your Lakers if they go. If they've somehow faced the Lakers. Yeah, yeah the, they could beat the Lakers. Are you being? I can't tell. No, this. they could. Okay, that's a bad match. That's like one of the teams. Like that's what I'm saying. The Lakers aren't the fourth best team. I just think they match up well with OKC. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I see that. Um, did we do OKC justice? I feel like I don't know. I feel like we. I did. don't know. You want to talk Dort? <laughs> J Dub. You want to talk a little Dort? <laughs> no, no, I think we did him justice. How about bad J Dub. The bad J Dub I hated when I was. At he's Tennessee. not called J Dub. He, he's just called the bad Jalen Williams. Bad Jalen Williams. Whatever. The one that, that went to the Razorbacks, played at Arkansas, takes a million fucking charges. Whenever he plays Tennessee or played Tennessee, he would oh, fucking charge. It was so annoying. I think he's he's obviously the bad Jalen Williams, but I don't think he's bad. No, that's he not. He does something. Yeah, I just don't. I didn't like him because he would take a million fuck. Santiago Vescovi would get crushed with these charges on Jalen Williams all <laughs> fucking time. Drove me nuts. It was nuts. the Tennessee thing. For Drove you? me fucking nuts. Yeah. Um. Any other? Can we talk a little Kings? By the way, the Kings are fun. Mm, that's how I would describe the Kings. Yeah. They're fun. Fun is a word that you can use. Well, Kevin Herter got benched. Did you notice that? 
Yes, who was it for? Uh, it wasn't Davion. Chris Davion's bench Chris too. Yeah, Duarte. But big then... Duarte guy over here. You're talking. To... No, Watch your words. In one of the, in the last night's games, neither of them were in. I don't Keon know. Keon Ellis. I don't know. I don't think it was Ellis either. Davion. No. Davion's <laughs> been playing over Keon Ellis went, again. I think they must have gone big or something. No, Davion has been playing over Keon Ellis again. They had Davion benched, but there's like this weird Keon, because they had Keon Ellis playing, um, and he was playing well, and then they put Davion back in. And speculation, according to Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe, is that they're kind of showcasing Davion to try and trade him. It was Lyles. Trey, Ly- Trey Lyles. Oh, no, it was Monk. Oh, yeah. Monk is awesome. I yeah. love watching Monk play. It was Fox, Monk, Sabonis, Keegan, Barnes. I don't like the Barnes position. Yeah, but he's too tall. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's not too tall. It's, I just he's don't like... He's too tall for, like, Herder to play over him, I feel like. Well, no, I feel like they need to trade him and get something different. Maybe. Have you ever done a deep do- dive on uh, Barnes? No. Why? Dude was, like, the number one player in, uh, I think, North Carolina. He went I to UNC and all that, but he had, like, a huge... Like okay. Signing. You didn't watch this last night for off the court issues, we'll call it. Oh, but geez. um <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know. Yeah. I do know. That's why I said oh thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was 138-135 Kings over the Magic in double overtime. Sabonis finishes with 22-23 and 12 assists and the whole time all I could think was how good would this guy fucking be if he could hit an elbow J. <laughs> I know. I'm dead serious. He should have way more points, which like, is sad. He took one, and he he yeah. like took it with like only he didn't know what to do with his guide hand. Like yeah. it fell off too early, and then he <laughs> shot it with one hand <laughs> and just barely grazed the I, rim I, I and like wrong, put his hands f- on his head. I feel like he was a shooter at one point. Like I thought when he entered the league, I thought he was. a shooter. <laughs> I thought he could at least hit some like, open mid range jays. I feel like he might have been a shooter. No, he's a monster. He would be Nikola Jokic if he could shoot. He's that All good. Right. <laughs> well, he would be. He oh. would be. He's baby Jokic. You can't call every. We can't call. We have. We can't have Sengun and. Sengun is not. Well. Yes, he is. You <laughs> shut your fucking mouth, dude. You because they're both fat. He's not. No. Max's mic just fell on his face. Didn't I hope you guys face. heard that. Like clunk. It didn't hurt. It felt <laughs> fine. Um, why are you airing my dirty laundry, dude? About your mic volume. Is nothing sacred? <laughs> um. Any other NBA topics? Oh, we didn't really. You and I didn't talk about the Raptors trade. Emmanuel quickly oh, on the yeah. Raptors. What the hell did dumbass Letty have to say about this? <laughs> he didn't listen to the pod. I mean, yeah, I know exactly what he said. I just forget. Okay. I just, I listen. Uh, Letty was <laughs> Letty at first did not like the trade. Well, it doesn't really matter what Letty has to think about the Raptors side. I, I think OG to the Knicks is perfect. Yeah, I like that move a lot, and OG played well. I, I'm 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 fascinated with this Emmanuel quickly on the Raptors. I think this is his coming out scenario i think i agree with that and that's why it's hard for the knicks to swallow because if if quickly becomes like i don't know a borderline all-star like does he make the maxi leap at some point yeah that's kind of the thing i'm looking at that would be tough for knicks fans to swallow even though it wouldn't have happened on the knicks though it could have if they just it, it wouldn't. They, they can't do him and Brunson together for too I know. long because the de- defense. They, they couldn't. That's why I'm saying if they like committed to him. If it was him over Brunson and yeah. OG, that would. But like you w- wouldn't do that. No, I know. And I think RJ had to get. I don't know. I'm not an RJ guy, I'll be honest. I like RJ. I just think it's a bad fit. In, it was a bad fit in New York because they had no shooting and RJ can't shoot either. Yeah, I haven't really liked. Like, he hasn't really astounded me in uh, Toronto yet. It's only been two games, but. I haven't watched him. 
Really? To be honest, no. I just seen quickly has been. I okay. really like this Toronto team. What it looks like. Quickly, quickly in Barnes. Give me um a couple guys you think might get moved at the deadline. Zach Levine's definitely getting moved. I don't know. You don't know? I don't think he does. I think one of the two, DeRozan or Levine, has I to. I don't be. think it's. I don't think either get moved. Really? I don't uh, think why? That, I don't well, think there's a DeRozan. I don't think you move DeRozan because the Bulls are playing well now. So I don't think you move DeRozan. And then in terms of Levine, I just don't think there's a trade up there for him. Could the Cavs make a move? Yes. I think Jared Allen is the move. I don't think they're. They came out and said they're not moving Donovan, though. No. I think Jared Allen is a is a good pick to be moved. I don't know what what do the Cavs need. Um, like I just think they're like Mitchell and Garland together is probably not going to get you very far. If I'm them, the Mitch I would move Mitchell. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know, but they're not. Oh, Dejounte Murray has to get traded, right? Yeah, I think I think he's the big one. Siakam too. I think it's Siakam, Dejounte Murray. I think. Um, Oh shit! There was one more. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, Jeremy Grant. You probably should look for Brogdon. Probably gets moved out of Portland. Um, yeah, Portland's Portland's, Portland's gonna have a something. fire sale. I don't know what Utah does. I don't think Lowry Marketing gets traded. I wish he would go to the Thunder. I know. I kind of wish he go. He would go to Golden State. I hate Golden State, so I don't want it. But I. But wouldn't it be perfect as an NBA? You might be spoiling a future TikTok I have coming out of perfect player pairings. <laughs> perfect so player pairings. Not gonna, not gonna not, don't acknowledge it. That, we can cut that. Yeah, we can cut, cut that right out. Yeah, I think those are the main guys. I'm trying to think of other teams off the top of my head. Oh, I really want to see Donovan go to Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn sucks. I hate watching Brooklyn. I they know. need some spark. I want to. They see need a creator. Cam Thomas. Yeah, well, Thomas is the only person you can run right offense now through. In the last two games. Yeah, that. Did you see what he said? He said, <laughs> "I might be ten for ten next." <laughs> He's like, I, "I mean, I'm human." Dude, yeah, I wonder what happened in his life. Remember, they were like, "Why don't you smile?" I was like, "Ain't shit funny." Ain't shit funny. That's facts, dude. You're right. All right, I All right. think uh, I think we, we should, need to wrap this. Yeah, let's wrap this. Sorry, right. sorry for this last couple of minutes. This has been rough. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we're probably gonna try and do more in-person pods while we're home. Um. And we got it down to a relative science, I would say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, if we get that one chord, it's over. Yeah, it's over with. We're we're the new Bill Simmons. So welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am here joined by Mister, the one and only Ryan Ledwith. Yep, yep. A little round of applause. Little, little, little Happy to be here. Applause for Mister Ledwith. Uh, we are here today to go over who we think should be in the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game, of course, as people should know, going back to the East-West format this year, rather than having the captains. I think this is better, by the way. I, I think they should have never gone to the to the two captains from, you know, one from each conference and then draft the reserves. You also hate change, though, so that, that does add up. I hate change. I get so comfortable. You're petrified. Life. You're petrified, petrified of change. change. Petrified of change. Scared of success, some would say. <laughs> Scared of success. I'm not. I'm not. I love success. I'm addicted to it. I love change. Also, you like the you like the East West though, right? I mean, that's... I do like the East West. I think it's better. Uh, it's more traditional. So, I'm a fan. All right, let's get into it then. Let's waste no time. You want to start in the East or the West? Let's start in the East. All right, let's start in the East. I had a more difficult time constructing my starters and reserves. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of names. We're going to go over some honorable mentions at the end of the segment, but I think a lot of names that. Could have easily made the reserves list uh, that had to get mm-hmm. left off. 
Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to fire through our starters and our reserves and then compare and contrast some of the differences that we have. So led with, without further ado, take it away. Should I take the floor? Take the floor. Awesome. Sure. All right. So I'll go with my starters first and my reserves. Starters, Tyrese Halliburton at the point guard, Donovan Mitchell, shooting guard, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and then Embiid. Those are my starters. In the reserve section, we're going with Lillard, Tyrese Maxey, Brunson, Julius Randle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bam Adebayo. And then Bam Adebayo, Trey Young, who's been going fucking nutty. And then Paolo Bancaro listing out my reserves for the East. Okay. So I'm going to fire through now. I got Halliburton and Maxi is my front court. Ooh, okay. Starting. I have Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid. I don't really feel like we need yep. to go into those three very much. No, that's no. kind of unanimous. Those my are reserves are just a little spicy, a little spicy. Because you had, you had a lot of guard-heavy. You had a guard-heavy reserves. And I don't really know if that's how that works when they construct the reserves. So I'm going to go off of uh, what I got. I got Porzingis, Kristaps, the unicorn. Great, great. Yeah. I got Jalen Brunson. Good. I have Paolo Bancaro. Nice. All right. I have Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Scotty Barnes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Trey Young. Yeah. And then Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we, we had okay. a lot of differences in the reserves. Yeah, we did. A lot of differences. Um, Where do you want to start? You want to start in the starters? Because you had. Uh, yes. You have we have starting? one difference. Donnie. Tyrese. Tyrese versus Donnie. That's our difference right now. I don't really. I'm not mad at Tyrese. I mean, the only thing I would say about him is he is a second option on a team. It's kind of crazy to put a second option on a team in the starting lineup for an all-star game. Um, but at the same time, like, he's averaging 26, Tyrese. And Donovan Mitchell's only averaging 28. Not that big of a difference there. And the Cavs are kind of struggling. Like, they're the middle of the pack team. And, I mean, I don't think it's Donnie's fault that they can't win games, but I think it's the 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 way their roster is constructed, but yeah, give me your uh, give me your take on why you think Tyrese deserves it. I think that the Sixers, a lot of people rolled off the Sixers this year, kind of after mm-hmm. the Harden trade, and Tyrese Maxey has been more efficient this year than he was last year on with with like a higher role, uh, higher volume, with a yeah. more significant role. So some stats for you, hard to do, Maxey. huh? It's very hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, some stats for you. He's averaging 26 and six on near 60% true shooting percentage, which just kind of the true shooting percentage for those who don't know focuses more on efficiency rather than just straight field goal percentage. Um, Thanks for the man's plan. Appreciate it. Last year he had five, he averaged 5.4 minutes uh, of possession time per 36. And now he's up to nearly seven minutes of uh, possession time per 36 and he's okay. still averaging 26 and six. So it's very efficient. He's at, like being very efficient when he's getting the ball uh, uh-huh. on pace to have the lowest turnover rate ever for anyone who's averaged 25 and five. Wow. What's it at? Uh, how many, how many turnovers does he have a game? Do you have that on you? Oh, I do not have that on me. It said the article I read said it was lowest or it was uh, by a mile. Like he was about to eclipse that margin by. Well, wow. wasn't even close. Uh, that was right, a that's great. Article. I'm sure you guys can find it after this, but. Yeah, so I think Tyrese Maxey has had an incredible year. A uh, big reason why the Sixers have been successful after a lot of people wrote them off this year. I know Jordan preseason kind of had him as one of his risers, and we were talking about how we didn't really think he could get that much better, and then he's kind of exploded into you know. Was it Jordan or was it me? Was it you? 
I don't know. You know, names, people, places, faces. It's usually good up. takes. Usually good takes are, uh, that's my specialty. But Sure, sure. Ah. Um, do you want to talk about Tyrese Halliburton at all? What he's been I, doing? Do we need to? I mean, his playmaking is second to none right now in the NBA. Uh, no one is, no one has more dimes than him at the rim. He's driving and just kicking. I mean, he's like a walking 20 and 10, 20 and 15 at this point. I think he's averaging 25 and 10. Yeah. Two straight games with 20 assists. I know. Unheard of. It's ridiculous. So I don't really. Carrying this Pacers team. Yeah. Yeah, No, we don't have to. I mean, Pacers are sitting nice right now in the East, fifth in the East. Their offense is fucking explosive because of Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Yeah. All right. Let's go to the reserves. So I don't think you had Lillard on your reserves. Right, I did not. I did the not. reason, the reason I put Lillard on my reserves, I think I value like how the team, how the teams are ranked in the standings more than anything else when it comes to reserves. Like if I'm looking at, um, like the second score on a team, the second best guy on a team, I'll definitely look at what that team's record is. I'll definitely look at how Dame has been doing or how that player has been doing in like crunch time, what he like, because for Dame, I think the offense is almost run around him and crunch time. It's him on a screen and roll. He's making the decisions averaging 25 and seven this year on a Bucks team. That's second best in the league in scoring only behind the Pacers. Um, he hasn't skipped the beat. He's averaging seven in the fourth quarter, which isn't crazy Dame clutch numbers, but it's still up there. And like when you need a bucket, he'll go get it for you. Um, so, yeah, that's why I had him. So the reason I didn't have Dame was because I think he has taken this. I feel like he has taken a step back offensively. I feel like he has a lot of streaks, right? I feel like he can get very hot. He can start 0 for 6. I think he on Christmas Day, he started 1 for his first 6. And I put mm-hmm. in the chat, I was like, Dame's dead. Dame sucks. And you had, had a sneaky, what, 30, yeah. 30 that game? Right, and then he just explodes out of nowhere and hits, like, his next five shots, and everyone's like, oh, holy shit, this is Dame. He's yeah. barely um, – one of the cool stats that I found on Dame is that he's barely winning the minutes where Giannis is not on the floor. And obviously okay. it's Giannis, and so, I mean, it's he's obviously a big part of why they win. Mm-hmm. But I feel like his stardom has decreased since – playing with Giannis, I think his role has changed since playing with Giannis. And and especially, not even just Giannis, the team as well. Like, they have a lot of really, like, high-volume shooters, high-skilled shooters. They have a lot of guys who can score um, and get to the rim and do a lot of different things. So I I think his team being better, like, negates his role a little bit, you know, forces him to take a step back. And not that he's really doing anything. Oh, I'm going to use that right against you when you talk about Porzingis and Boston, but keep going. Okay, go ahead because Porzingis has stepped up. If you, if you, if we're gonna have that, okay. um, but I just, I don't think it's the same Dame. I don't think he's really doing necessarily doing anything wrong. I think there's other guys that are doing more than he is at the moment. Okay, what? Who's an example of a guard that's doing more? We both have Brunson on we our list. Trey both Young. have Trey Young. Trey Young. Trey Young. Yeah. Uh, so Brunson, some cool Brunson stats for you guys. Uh, he's aver- he's shooting over forty five percent from three. He's become one of the most lethal three-point shooters in the NBA very quickly. Uh, and let, I'm going to give you a list of people who match his volume and efficiency on off-dribble threes, okay? Mm-hmm. So off-dribble threes, right? List of people who might match his volume and efficiency. Do you have any possible names? Probably Steph Curry, I'd say. You think, right? Or maybe yeah. you know, Darren Fox, guy who loves to shoot off the dribble. Dame, maybe even. Uh, no one. 
No one is hmm. efficient as Jalen Brunson is. So it's Jalen Brunson. That's the list. That's, that's it. the list. That end of list. Finito. Dunzo. So huh. he's he's been very special from beyond the, beyond the arc this year. I think he deserves to be an all-star. Uh, he still does everything else that we're accustomed to him doing, backing down defenders and scoring and playmaking as well uh, mm-hmm. from inside the three-point line. So I, I definitely think Brunson deserves to be on this reserves list. I'm going to piggyback right off you there. Goes toe-to-toe with every big star that comes into the garden every single night. Um, also, I think his numbers are going to improve with the departure of RJ and especially Quick and the addition of OG and the spacing that he brings on this team. Past two games with OG, Brunson said 14 and 13 assists. Before that, he he's averaging six on the year. He's at 14 and 13, which is crazy. Different style of ball. We look so much cleaner on offense, and it's only going to help Brunson, who is so accustomed to scoring in tight spaces anyway. Agreed. Yeah, I I I I'm a fan of Jalen Brunson, and I let's go to a guy who I'm just not a fan of, and Julius Randle, uh, because okay. he played basketball. I saw TikTok the other day. The TikTok guy said that he plays basketball like a football player, and I watched it, and he really does. I mean, he just doesn't really have a bag at all. Let's be let's basketball, be- football. He's a, what are you talking about, dude? He's he an plays, athlete. He plays basketball like a football player. He yeah, that's fine. He plays bully ball. Yeah, he does play bully ball. And then, but then he also you're saying okay, so you're saying Shaq didn't do the same. All right, I can't compare him to Shaq, but you can't compare him to the most <laughs> I gotta eat those words immediately. But before I get slandered on this Julius take, please stay with me here for with a you. second. If if we're gonna compare him to say the spicy forward that you had in in this list was probably Porzingis, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna compare compare him to Porzingis for the sake of an argument. Julius has is tasked to do so much more than Porzingis is on every single night. Like, Julius is the focal point of this offense. He gets doubled when he touches the ball in the post. Porzingis does not. Porzingis is the beneficiary of having five players on the court, four who are not him, who are also threats at the same time. Um, Brunson doesn't have, or sorry, Randall doesn't have that luxury, and Randall has been stepping up like crazy this year. He's got 20 points in 19 straight games right now. And his last two games with the addition of OG, I think we're going to come back to the conversation in a month and we're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, Julius Randle is 100% an all-star. He's had 35 and 39 these past two games without RJ, taking more of the shots that RJ used to take and the more, more spacing that he has. He's he's a bully ball player. Like, yes, and it could be so frustrating at times, frustrating at times, but I think he definitely deserves it this year. I think my thing with your, your Knicks is I think there's really only room for one all-star coming out of that team. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't, if, I don't hate that. If I'm being real, like I think Brunson is your is your team. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I up to this point, what Jalen Brunson's done has impressed me far more than what Julius Randle has done. And if I'm being real, I think there's only room for one New York Nick on this yeah. reserves list, and it's Jalen Brunson. And I like I'm happy to put him on this list. Mm-hmm. I know I agree with you there. The only argument I'd have against that with putting two Celtics on this list is they have like f- the Celtics have five out of the top 40 players in the league. That's the only reason why I think Julius should be on it over Porzingis. Cause he has to do so much more every night, but I, I get your take. Let's talk about a guy who we both had on this list who I, when doing some, doing some digging, a lot of guys, a lot of people did not have this guy on their all-star reserve list. And that's Paulo Bencaro. Hmm. I think he has been, superb this year uh he's averaging 22 and a half points seven boards 4.7 assists 
46 and a half from the field and 38% from deep. Uh, in his last eight games, he's averaging 28 and a half, uh, seven and a half boards and five and a half assists. He's been playing and including uh, last night, which I don't know if you caught the game. I caught the highlights today, but he scored 18 straight in the fourth and overtime to help. Oh, shit. Yeah. To help force the magic into uh, try to help him win the game. And so you look at the magic standings, right? They stand, I believe, uh, six yeah, in the East course. right now. Yeah, yeah. They're six in the yeah, East six, right. right now, which is Thursday, January 4th at 745. So that obviously can change. But the reason it can change is because if there's a one-game difference between the four seed and the eight seed mm-hmm. in the East. So, yeah. like, if the Magic are – if you look at the standings and the Magic are a four seed, I think the conversation is different compared to them being as a six seed. And my argument is that it shouldn't be because of the discrepancy of the short discrepancy between uh, the four seed and the eight seed right now. Like I think Carroll is the driving force of that team. And he's been just an absolute emerging star, especially over the last eight games. I think he had four threes last night, which is a career high for him. If he can keep shooting it like that, this magic team is going to be very scary in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't want to run into him in the playoffs just because how hard they play every game. It's so entertaining to watch. Um, also, yeah, I agree. I think we'd be doing the Magic a disservice if we didn't include anyone from their team. Like, I think someone deserves to make it, and if there was a guy to make it, it would be Bancaro. Um, we'll see how that pans out, though, in a in a month. Like, how teams start to play better, like how the Knicks look with this new trade. And this Magic team, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Like, they are coming back down to earth a little bit. So we'll see if we still think they deserve an all-star. Yeah, right. I mean, we we could be having a different conversation in you know in two or three months if they if they slip a little bit. But as of right now, I mean, I watched what they did to the Celtics in Orlando in the in season tournament game, and they just absolutely dismantled them top to bottom. So I I like the way they play, and they're also have you seen their TikTok? No, I haven't the seen Orlando it. Magic TikToks. Uh, this is kind Are of they awesome. Thing. I don't know how I ended up on it. They have like an Orlando Magic song. Um. It's it's really entertaining. So if people are looking to be hyped about the Orlando Magic, just go look at their TikTok because it's fucking awesome. It's so funny. Um, we'll, let's talk about. We'll definitely check that out. Definitely yeah, you have to check it out because it's really entertaining. I even Jordan got a chuckle. I gave I got Jordan to laugh at it. And that guy never laughs. He's miserable. Tough guy to crack. Very very difficult guy to crack. Um, can we talk about Donovan Mitchell for a sec? Sure, I'd love to. Why is he a starter? Um. He's the first option on a Cavs team that they don't look very good right now in the standings, but they're a solid team. They're, what, five games over five, uh, 500? Oof, brain fart there. Um, averaging 28, 5-5. Five and five. And again, like I said, I don't think that it's his fault that the Cavs aren't good. I think it's who they have around him, and I think he is playing like he's a top-five player in the East right now, or at least a top-two guard in the East right now. So... You would rather have Donovan Mitchell over Jalen Brunson? On my team right now? Yeah. I think really? So. Okay. Yeah. As much as that pains me to say, yes, I would. Okay, interesting. I, I don't think I'd have him over Halliburton, though. Definitely not. I don't think I'd have I think I'd have him over Maxi too. Yeah, I I don't know. One year I, rental? A one year rental, right, fine. I mean, obviously you're not taking Donovan Mitchell to build a franchise around right now with his age because yeah. He's a little not old, but he's been in the league for a while. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Donovan Mitchell's volume, Don Mitchell's volume, 
is a part of the reason why the Cavs aren't that successful. Um, yeah. And that combined, we, I know we've had this discussion a bunch of times combined with, you know, uh, fucking Darius Garland, who's playing with Garland. Player. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Two, two ball dominant guards who one looks to play make while the other looks to kind of score. It's very difficult to make that work. And they really haven't made that work. We saw it was a big time struggle uh, against your Knicks in the playoff in the playoffs last year. And I think mm-hmm. it continues to be a struggle. So while Donovan Mitchell is, I guess, talented, or well, obviously he is very talented. I think his volume of offense that he mandates like night in and night out is kind of why I don't see him as an elite, elite player. Yeah, I get that. I, like I think Maxi's efficiency to me is more impressive than a few more points score. Yes. I don't hate that idea. I think in that an argument for that would be Maxi, it's so much easier to play with a guy like Joel Embiid who's if they're doing a pick and roll, like obviously Maxi's gonna get a free shot, which but yeah, I do agree with that. I don't hate yeah. it. Well, do we have any other guys we have to talk about here? Oh, Scotty Barnes. Scott yeah, Scotty Barnes. Please okay. go ahead. The floor is yours. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm a big Scotty Barnes fan, and let me tell you why. He's averaging 21, six assists a game, 38 and a half from three, and 48% from the field. I think that he has been single-handedly keeping this Raptors franchise from going into the absolute gutter. I think Siakam has taken a major step back since their 2019 glory run against the Warriors, where obviously everybody got hurt for them. Uh, defensively, he's also an absolute menace. His arms are just so goddamn long and he seems to get deflections and blocks and create, just create plays on the defensive end. And offensively, he's gotten so much more solid over the past couple of years. Uh, like obviously when he entered the league, I don't think any of us thought that he was going to be this effective offensively. We kind of saw him as a, um, possibly an elite defensive wing. And that was kind of it. And there were the, there were the only limitations and questions about him were his offense and I think he's continuing to answer those questions. I think he's been playing really, really well. I know a lot of people have him in their reserves as well. But um, a guy that doesn't get a lot of love and a lot of shine because the Raptors aren't great, but I think has proven to be one of the better wings in the East. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think there are a lot of people in his ballpark that you could also say deserve to make this team like Franz Wagner like Pascal Siakam like Jimmy Butler like Jalen Brown you know so I think there there are a lot of wings like that that kind of to me negates his chances to make an all-star team because there are so many players like him that play and average the same stats where an all-star team is like you're a standout guy yes he's he's the focal point of a team but a team that's not successful and there are also players that do what he does on any given night. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about Jalen Brown real quick because neither of us had him on our all-star list. And I think it's for pretty good reason. He's just got paid the biggest contract in NBA history. And I understand like Mike Connolly also was the highest paid player in the NBA at one point. It's just, you know, a matter of when the deals get redone. But mm-hmm. it's I think it's obvious to me that Jalen Brown is struggling with these new additions uh, with Porzingis and with Drew Holiday and with the emergence of Derek White. I think he's struggling to find his role, if that makes yeah. sense. If he's not giving you if he's not giving you 10, 50, like 10 to 15 points in the first quarter, which is kind of what he's been known for, uh, he's not scoring effectively at all at the moment. Huh. Uh, he's averaging 22.7, uh, so basically 23 points per game, three and a half assists and five boards. That's just nothing special. And when you watch him too, obviously I'm a Celtics fan, and so when you watch Jalen Brown, you just you don't like what you see. 
You really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, very, he's a, he's a hard watch. Um, he's been a hard watch all year. I think a lot of us have been hoping for him to turn it around and kind of get more fluid with the offense, and he just hasn't. You know, you watch guys like Derek White who have less scoring and and, and you know a little bit worse stats, but in fluidity and in big moments, like he's been the guy who stepped up. Yeah, and, that's huge. I think yeah. Jalen Brown shies away big moments and in big games, like we saw against OKC. What, two nights ago now? Jalen Brown, one for 12, shooting the ball. Didn't even look like he was on the court in the fourth quarter versus Derek White. You give him the ball, he's going to get you a bucket. He's going to hit tough shots. So, I mean, if you're not, if, if your team's not even looking at you down the stretch in the fourth quarter, you don't deserve to be on an all star team. Yeah. So, like, you, you, I mean, the Derek White comparison is just so funny now because you look at Jalen Brown, he had 15 the other night, six boards, three assists, four of 18 from the field. And he still ended with 15, right? Seven of eight from the line in 37 minutes. Derek mm. White, he had 19 points, five uh, rebounds, six assists, seven of 12 shooting, five of nine from three, didn't take a free throw, and in 28 minutes. Yeah. Like, the the efficiency from Jalen Brown has been just so atrociously bad this year that I don't even – I can't even consider him having, having an all-star conversation with him. No, and – I mean, that might be for the better for the Celtics in the long run when you have other options to go to down the stretch of games where you're not relying on Jalen Brown to be efficient. Like, maybe you could have games where Jalen Brown's not efficient and Derek White and Stapps are stepping up and you could still win ball games like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else on the East or should we uh, venture over to the West? Um, I had Bam Adebayo making this team. I, think. I see it. Yeah. I mean, we don't really have any – Bigs, bigs on the bench for this East team. I don't know if you had any besides. That's why I, guess. I put Porzingis. Porzingis, yeah. Um, I mean, to me, Bam's kind of been like keeping this team afloat as well. Jimmy's not doing anything special. He's averaging twenty-one. Bam's averaging twenty and ten, and is in the conversation for Deep Boy this year. And I mean, the Heat are sitting pretty at four right now. Uh, Bam brings it night in, night out. Guards the other team's best player. Can guard one through five, like. I think Bam deserves it this year. Sure. I, I don't mind that at all. I'll I'll take off Jimmy and put on Bam on my list. That's what I'll do. That was me. easy. That, that was really easy. I wasn't sold. I didn't know which Heat player to choose. Like, I feel like you can uh-huh. bounce either way. Yeah. But, like, leaving – Jimmy Butler was not an all-star last year, correct me if I'm wrong, and it was kind of no. an outrage, right? And then came playoff time, and he was obviously Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He never has flashy stats. He never has flashy regular seasons, but he just shows up. He coasts. He coasts all regular seasons. So I, if you want to put Bam in there over Jimmy, I totally get it. I just still think, and I probably will do it, but I just think Jimmy is still is still Jimmy. And he's a big reason, yeah. major reason, as to why the, the Heat are sitting at four, which my preseason take, my hot, hot, hot take, not going to make the playoffs is just so bad because Jaime Hawkes – is elite. He is. He's he's fitting great, dude. That guy's elite. All right. We tried to time it. We tried to tell you Tyler Hero was coming back. Now, if you had made a take like this for the Warriors, then you'd be looking like a genius over here, and we'd be bowing down to you. So that's just how just how the ball bounces sometimes. Doesn't go your way. Nah, it doesn't. You know, you play great. You play a good forty, uh, good forty minutes, and you just sometimes don't get the roll in the end. It's it's how it is. It's just how games forty eight. Games forty eight yeah. minutes. Yeah, for a reason. You still play 40, right? I mean, you know, get a little rest in there. Nothing wrong with sitting about eight minutes in a game. It's a crazy yeah, You're sitting the whole minutes. fourth quarter. All right. <laughs> let's go to the West. All right. Uh, let's go to the West now. Uh, starters. I'm going to go first this time. I'm going to take the floor from you. I'm going to go All first. Right. I, I got want it. SGA, 
I got Luca, I got Jokic, I got LeBron, and I got Kevin Durant. Okay, five for five. Uh, my reserves, I have Kawhi, I have Anthony Davis, I have Chet, I have D-Book, I have Curry, uh, obviously Anthony Edwards and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, damn, okay. We only have one – we only have one different player on the reserves. Uh, five for five on the starters. Can you guess who that reserve might be from the list you just gave me? It should be sticking out like a sore thumb. Is it De'Aaron Fox? No, dude. The reserve. Chet. Chet. Are you kidding me? Like Chet's a lock for the All-Star game this year? He's not a lock. Is this a lock? Did I say confidently that he is an All-Star? More than De'Aaron Fox, dude. But anyway, I have have Alperen Shangun. Okay. I have Shangun. So pretty similar player type. Like we're looking for a big man, a young big man. I was um, thinking possibly Sabonis over Shangun or Chet. Why didn't Sabonis get the nod for you? I think it's a similar story to you have one guy from that team that you can put on there. Mm-hmm. And I think Deer Fox is the best player on that team. If they're, a, if they're a one seed, if they're a two seed, what seed are they currently? They're four, uh, five. Right, like they're five, a four, five seed. If they're a one or two seed, then – Probably you're thinking about putting Sabonis on there, mm-hmm. but you're not putting Sabonis over Anthony Davis. You're not really putting Sabonis. I mean, sh- the Rockets have been a complete surprise to everybody this year, and Shangun has kind of looked like a baby Jokic so far this season. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I totally understand why why Sabonis would get left off of of this list. Um, you want some fun uh, SGA stats because we don't have a lot to debate about. Yeah, sure. Uh, he's the youngest player to average thirty-one uh, points per game on over sixty-two percent true shooting percentage. That is such a niche stat, dude. Another niche stat. Oh, uh, that's actually not a niche stat. This is kind of just a fun, fun, cool fact. He's the league leader in steals and deflections. That is pretty cool, actually. I didn't know that. That's cool. Like that's cool. That's fun. That is a fun stat, dude. You should yeah. do more fun stats. I I know. I I like doing fun stats. I do fun stats for NFL sometimes. Um, and I enjoy him and I enjoy him, but do you have any, uh, any qualms, any, any, anything that you could see going another way? Um, I'll give you my Shangun take right now. Why him over Chet? I think part of it is the resurgence of the Rockets or just the low expectations that they did have this year and how they're kind of, they're smoking them. They're murdering those expectations. Um, but also I think it's, again, the Rockets are are getting Shangun a touch during crunch time of games. Like he's getting the ball and they're cutting off him. They're they want him to attack to get them a bucket at the end of games. I don't think the Thunder they don't need to have that confidence in Chet, but I don't I don't think they do. And I think the Rockets do. And and Shangun, time and time again, he makes good decisions down the end of games. Um, and not to mention averaging twenty two nine and five. And I think. Shangun's impact on this Rockets team is a lot bigger than Chet's impact on. Like, if you were to switch the two, Ooh. if you were to switch, if you were to switch the two, I don't know how good the Rockets are. Ooh, okay, yeah, they're different, right? Different players, yeah, they're very different. But when I saw Chet walk into like three straight threes when they played the Celtics the other night, I was kind of like, this is this is this is kind of unfair. Um, it is. It really is. He's he's so fucking good. I'm not debating that. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I I think Chet's been Chet's been a really big reason as to why the Thunder are good. Um, but I, I think there's so much good going on around him. I think Shingun is like an engine that kind of gets this team but ticking. If, but if Chet's on the Rockets, then Chet might be the engine. Yeah, could Chet yeah. have been like Chet would be a heliocentric player, and he'd be taking twenty three, twenty twenty something shots a game. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and who knows? No, you're right. You're right. So yeah, I whether you want to swap him out for if you if the listeners made their own list or who they think and or should be on the reserves, I don't I don't blame them for putting either of them. Um, so I put Kevin Durant in the mice in our we both put Kevin Durant in our starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Saw a lot of people leave off Kevin Durant and insert Kawhi. Okay. So I think Kevin Durant has deserved to be a starter this year for two reasons. One, he's back up to averaging thirty points per game. Which mm-hmm. he hasn't done since his scoring title season in like 2013, 2014. I think the year one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. Number two, and most importantly, he's healthy. He has been yeah. the most healthy option that the Suns have had all year, and he's been Mister Reliable for them. I think those two things combined. I know. I don't. I know the Suns' record isn't great, but mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is still being Kevin Durant, and I think that it, he what he's doing is definitely deserving enough to be a to be a starter on the All Star team. Yeah, I'm with you. Not to mention playing 36, 38 minutes a game at, what, 35 years old? Right. So hard to do. Versus right. a Clippers team who's been pretty healthy this whole year. Like, Kawhi's been healthy, which has been great. And I think Kawhi's been a huge reason for the Clips' success. Like, towards, again, I'm going to go towards the end of games. Who are they giving the ball to? It's Kawhi, and he, and he is dominating. But the Clippers also have a ton of stars, and they have players that keep them afloat while their stars are out. So, yeah, I think Kawhi, I think... KD definitely deserves the starting spot. Could you? Uh, I guess could you? I don't. I feel like the starters are just so solidified. I mean, maybe like more for the more for the West definitely. Right. Because I feel like you're not gonna. There's no argument for D book, right? He hasn't been healthy. He hasn't played enough games. Kawhi maybe right that we kind of just went over. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, not better than Jokic. No, right? no. Not better than Jokic. Uh, Curry. I mean, Shy and Luca are just—they're doing too much. You can't. They're doing. Too they're much. doing too much. They're just doing too much. I, I like the one because I bring it up because the one name I was looking at was Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Right? Which so, it's, it pisses me off because there are so many good guards in the West that some of these guards do deserve to be starting on on All Star teams, but it, it's so stacked. I mean, you look at Anthony Edwards, like thirty eight percent from three, which is a career high for him. Uh, on pace to pack, uh, crack five assists per game, which would be the first time in his career he's done that. And then his defense has just been on another level um, recently. Like we saw him lock up Tatum going down the stretch at the end of the game. Um, mm. See him willingly go guard the other players, other team's best player night in, night out. Oh, and they're one seed. Forgot and about that guy. Yeah. yeah. And they're one seed. So it's difficult because I think like the star power in the West is stacked, but the top is just doing so much more. Like it's, I'm with you. It's very difficult to put the other ones in a put the reserves in a starting conversation. All right. Any uh, honorable mentions? I was just going to ask you that. Great minds. Um, we already covered some bonus. I, I'm going to put Rudy Gobert in there as an honorable mention. Yeah. You have to. You have to. Do you? This Timberwolves team wouldn't be remotely close to where they are without Rudy Gobert. He's the anchor. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And Paul George on that list also, but I don't think he cracks it this year. Fair. 
Uh, definitely fair. I'm gonna go Julius Randle, right? Okay. And then I'm I'm bumping Jimmy for Bam, right? Yeah. So Jimmy Butler's gonna be definitely on my honorable mentions list. I'm gonna put Jalen Brown on the honorable mention list because I think a lot of votes are gonna get him in, mm-hmm. but not because I think I he's like I I if I'm making my All Star list, he doesn't make it. But if you look at like All Star voting, which I kind of saw, uh, I saw um, a tweet about it today. Jalen Brown was still sixth in All Star, yeah. and I was like, this dude is just has been atrocious this year. But he could easily get in just because of the votes. Uh, mm-hmm. In the West, I'm gonna put add Shangun to my list, and then I had Sabonis as well. Okay, word. We're on the same page. Yeah, because I, I feel like I don't really think there's gonna be many snubs this year. If that makes sense, like not a lot of big name snubs where people are going to be like, "Holy shit, how did he get left off of this? Uh, left off the list?" Blah blah blah. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of crazy, crazy debate. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think obviously people are going to be banged up going into the All Star game, and they'll probably like Sabonis will probably get a nod because Anthony Davis won't play. It'll right. be like shit like that that'll happen. It'll be, I think that's in a what month and a half? It's like mid February. It's yeah, mid early February, Presidents yeah. Week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll see who's healthy by then. And maybe the some of our honorable mentions get spots. So yeah. Wrap it up. Yeah, I think we covered it. Wrap right, it, guys. lap it. Tuck it. I'm timing you. I'm timing this. All, All right. right, boys. I'll, you oh, want you, you want it? Yeah. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. All right, yeah. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We appreciate it as always. Uh, Putsy. That's it. Great job yeah. today. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate and, uh, it. And peace. We'll see you later. Peace. First outro for Letty. Jesus, we'll work on that.